Some of the content of Patriots Unfiltered may not be suitable for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to Patriots Unfiltered. Matt Morell's in Disney World. Hitting up that Star Wars out in Disneyland. Land. Disneyland? The land. Oh, please. Nah. Disneyland is for it's the, the original. Who is it? Lily Tomlin? Yeah. yeah. Jane Fonda. Jane Fonda. Tomlin. Um, Rita Moreno. Rita Moreno. You know, I know all scripts have wrinkles, but this is oh. going too far. Oh. <laughs> yeah, but I don't like all that other kind of milk. I like just like milk. Milk with the red cap. Well, you can get like regular milk. <laughs> That's what I want. Juice. <laughs> with the red cap. Chris with a T-I-A-N writes in, uh, milk. With the red cap, I mean, I'm dead. It's true, though, it right? It is true. It's it is true. true. Generally, whole milk is, is red cap. For us morons. It's true. He's a child. Cody in Indiana. Uh, it's a who am I game. I have a slutty cat, and I like to <laughs> eat sawdust. <laughs> what? Eric Scalabino. Yeah. I didn't know that about your cat. Yeah. yeah Real around. slut. This is Patriots Unfiltered. Fueled by Duncan. Patriots Unfiltered. <laughs> All right. Back here on Patriots Unfiltered. Not back here. Welcome to Patriots Unfiltered. It is Tuesday here at Gillette Stadium. And uh, Combine starting up. So that's the big thing this week. Uh, Deuce is out there along with some of our content team. And uh, perhaps he'll be calling in at some point during the show. But back here, it's Paul, it's Eric, it's me, it's Matt, back from vacation, yeah, Disney yeah. World. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we were reveling in that. He's had a great time. Just I Didn't get into Star Wars, though. It's a magical it's a disappointment. place. He went there. He just didn't get on that one ride. You yeah. didn't go on the Millennium Falcon? On the Millennium Falcon. I didn't get oh, on the Rise of the Resistance. Waited an hour, and then they closed it down oh, for the day. That you, ride- did, you, got, you got into the... The, the world. Did you right? beat yeah, I went to yeah. Star Wars. Oh, okay. okay. The Galaxy's okay. Edge, it's oh, okay. okay, okay. Did you yeah. beat anybody up? Waited for an hour, and then they closed it down? Do they know who you I are? I had some words. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, we exchanged words. Yeah. So he had a great time. Magical place, that Disney World. Okay. I know a lot of, I, pe- a lot like of people don't like it, but I do. Oh, I, what's not to like? Eric doesn't like it. Eric doesn't I like it. I want to really go to doesn't the, like anything. I want to go to the Galaxy's Edge. Is that what you said, Matt? Yeah, I'll, I'll go see that. Okay. That's all I care about. All right. I don't have kids. The only thing I'm I would not, say, you know, and I, this is more from word of mouth, I'd be curious to hear what, how Matt thinks. A, a lot of people lately that have gone, I haven't gone probably in 10 years. I yeah. haven't been there. Um, a lot of people talking about it's really sort of uh, regimented now. Like everybody, because of the yeah. the dawn of apps and the, yeah, the, game, the, the mobile, passes the mobile age, that. it's all passes, it's all regimented, and I, it kind of takes away some of the fun of the I don't like that either. From I what I've like heard, ha- I haven't been yeah, there. I don't while, like so. having to be at a place at a I, certain time. You know, anyway, we're not going to get into Disney World. We're going to we're going to talk Patriots. It's like you know, sure Disney unfiltered. Two Why minutes not? into the sure show, we we're talking about Disney. Yeah. World, you know. we have no, so the uh, the combine is um, the the first part of the combine is about to get underway. Uh, some coaches and uh, GMs uh, slash uh, decision makers uh, for teams will start their press conferences um, shortly uh, in Indy. And as as Fred alluded to, Mike Dussault is there holding it down. Um, Please don't yell at me. Um, on the on the 19th year, Paul took a break. Okay. No. Um, we just sort of decided to do it a little bit differently this year, and uh, I will absolutely be monitoring everything I can uh, from the combine from home. And Mike is there with a group of uh, 
other we, we have a group of five. I yeah, believe. we got social our social. So team we're we're well represented in yeah. Indy, and we'll have as much of that information for you as we can. But a couple of guys today, Freddie, that I'm interested in. We'll hear from the Bills contingent. Always always interested in the AFC East. So. Yep. Sean McDermott and Brandon Bean are scheduled to uh, to speak this afternoon. Brian Dable for the Giants. Yep. Nick Casario for the Texans. Some Patriots ties there. Always like to hear what Kevin Colbert has to say. Yeah. Yeah. Even though he from is the, on his way out from the Steelers uh, in Pittsburgh, he is one of the best. So, uh, and then the Buccaneers contingent of uh, Light and Arians. You never know what Arians will say. So yeah. that's that's worth the price. Of I it. mean, there's all kinds of stuff. We're going to get into that. The rumors and gossip going from Tampa Bay and Brady and. I mean, it's crazy because if true, man, that would really disrupt the AFC East for the Patriots, you know. Uh, and I might as well just say, yeah, just you know, yeah, I mean, there's rumors that uh, Brady and Derek Jeter want to become minority owners of the Buccaneers and Bra- uh, the Buccaneers of the, the Dolphins, Dolphins and that Brady would play there. And obviously, a lot has to do with the status of Ross yeah. and Flores, and you know, people are just speculating that if tr- if the whole you know hundred thousand dollars per game to tank is true, and there's actual evidence that that could be a reason where the other owners force him to sell his stake in the team. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if even then the owners could force him to do that because I would imagine it'd be lawsuits forever blocking that, but. But it is interesting that, and I think there's probably a little fire with that smoke about Brady and Jeter being interested in becoming part owners of a team. You think Brady would play and be an owner? That's what they, you know. That would be awesome. Yeah. Oh, you, you, I think fans would, their heads would explode. You have to play him twice. Oh, I didn't mean oh, it. I, I didn't necessarily mean it for that. I just meant, meant just the, the prospect of him Dolphins have, fans, you mean? having a partial ownership in the Dolphins. Oh, yeah. And playing at the same I time. Mean, like, heaven can wait. I don't think – I didn't, yeah, I don't think there's ever been a point where a, a player in the NFL had part ownership of a team. Didn't, uh, didn't your guy Elway at one point have an offer – to I believe become they got an owner, or I believe was they got sanctioned for that. No, but that was for stocks. Yeah, right? yeah. I think, and I think they got in trouble for that because yeah. it was deemed a salary cap violation. Yeah. yeah, yeah, but it wasn't stocks in the team. It was uh, wasn't it outside it, stocks? Oh, I thought it I was, thought it was in, the in the team. Oh, really? I thought he would have partial ownership. Okay. But as is normally the case on on uh, Patriots Unfiltered, we have enough information to get <laughs> to be <by>. dangerous, <laughs> but 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 not the real yeah. not the real. Yeah, part. but I don't know if the oh, I don't yeah. like in baseball there pro- there's been player. Managers and part owners, right? Back in the day, like in old time yeah, baseball, maybe, player yeah, managers. Right? I don't think anything yeah. in modern times. No, yeah. not in modern times. You the, know, Mario Lemieux would be the one guy, right? That he was playing. He saved the 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 Penguins yep. from bankruptcy and became a part owner. Yeah, but I don't in the NFL. It's just, the money's just too high. Yeah, like even for Brady and Jeter, like they can't afford to outright own a team. No, they'd be partial. Right, they'd be partial owners. And right. the Dolphins already have like a bunch of minority they do. owners, don't they? They like, do. It well, was, uh, I think Jennifer Lopez, Mark Anthony, J- I think J- Beyonce. Right, you know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but right. don't don't. I mean, in all seriousness, don't, don't most teams, if not all, have uh, like a cadre of minority owners? Patriots don't. They don't have any. Nope. I, not that I know of. Well, I, I, I think we would. I think I, they did. No. Now? Yeah. No, I don't think so. Yeah, I may, think I, it's I, completely the Kraft family. You would know more about that. Than yeah, I, would. I have never heard of 
any. Yeah, when, don't you think we would have heard about yeah. such people by at this point? Like, like they would have come out no, in the woodwork. Because like, in general, they're not famous people. It's not like J. I don't think like J Lo is a minority. Owner. Yeah, like, no, it's some like bank guy. As far as I know, no, I'm saying like it's some bank guy that you'd never heard of. Yeah, and he owns right. like three percent. No, but like, like that's you, what I always thought. But don't I, you think I that would have been? Don't you think that would have been in this day and age with you know everybody thinking that they're a celebrity on social media? Like that would have come out, and somebody would have done a story on, "Hey, look who the Patriots minority yeah, owners are." I don't. Like, I don't think, I think we would have known about that. But I think that. that's a that that'd be a good problem. Like, who are the minority owners in the NFL? Like, you don't know about them, mm. except for Miami because they've been well publicized, and but, all the people in Green Bay. Yeah. Well, that's, that's nobody owns well. it. Yeah, that's, that's nobody owns it. That's yeah. a public yeah. offering. By the way, that that needs to be done away with. That that whole grandfather. That's nonsense. You want somebody to yeah, buy the Packers? I do. Okay. Enough. <laughs> Enough. Um, so it is written. So it shall be done. Um, yeah, but so like, who are the minority owners for the various teams in the NFL? You know. Mm. It says here, Francis W. Murray is the minority owner of the Patriots. Oh, that's the former. Um, now? He's the former. Fran uh, Murray. He ba- wanted Bank to buy of America, the team. right? Wasn't, no. he a, wasn't he a banker? I don't think so. He might be a banker, but not for Bank of America. Well, okay. Yeah. But he was a, a bank executive. That was years ago. I'm sorry. What? Oh, that was years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just going to say, Fran Murray. Oh, okay. Fran, Fran Murray Fran's was right. in I'm the looking r- at something from 2015 that says uh, minority owners, none. Yeah. Yeah. For this team. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Fran Murray was – he wanted to buy the Patriots at one time. He was, that, yeah. a, he was a competitor to Robert Kraft to, to, be, to buy the team mm. back then. Like he's – you know. But, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure there are no minority owners for the Patriots. But it, that's not the case with every team. No, there are a lot of teams obviously. that have a lot of teams that have. Uh, yeah, you know the, the the owner that you see who's the face. Yeah. is usually like a fifty-one percent. Exactly. Or well, that, there's a league rule that there has to be one person yes. who is right. You know, he's the one that gets to make the decisions. Yeah. He represents the team. That's why he has the majority stake in right. The, you in know. Ownership. By the speaking of that, I, I watched the House of Gucci. That movie. Oh yeah, how was it? Um, very good. And those people who say that Lady Gaga was snubbed by Oscars are right. I didn't even know it was her until after the movie. She does a fabulous. You job. didn't know that? You didn't see any like previews no. or trailers or anything? No. Oh really? <coughs> yeah, she was great. And I didn't even know, like I said I didn't even yeah. know it was her until afterwards. Oh yeah, she's good. She was good in um, Star Is Born too. I liked yeah. her in that. Yeah. So um, good movie. I wouldn't say great, but you know, okay. And you know the fact that it's all based on fact is, right. makes it even more interesting. Right. Yeah. Anyway, back to uh, minority owners. Um, yeah. So I, I just think it would be interesting to see who, which teams have a lot of minority. Owners I think the Dolphins have are. quite a few. Yeah. Yeah. Like, because I think that was one of Ross's things when he got the team was. Remember he instituted that whole orange carpet thing. Yeah. We used to see with like the whole celebrity, like, oh, it's an event. Let's right. show up and get our picture taken. Right. Yeah, they Anth- have that that uh, Michael Anthony, that guy. Right, he's Mark, in. but yeah, yeah. Michael. <laughs> <laughs> That's how J Lo lost her her uh, ownership oh. stock. She when she divorced when she Mark divorced Anthony. Divorced him. Yeah. So, yeah the the NFL is uh, an interesting. So Brady and Jeter. I wonder if they yeah, like, so would would they be the majority owner? Like I, I don't think they could the afford that. Owner? I don't think they could. You know because. You know, the league has to, you know, all the owners have to approve any new owner. Sure. And they have to go through, like, these financial tests and everything like that. I just don't see the two, even the two of them having enough money. What would you have to have for money, do you think? At, at least a, a billion, a, right? Well, yeah, I mean. the To spend. Well, the 
you know, the value of the Miami Dolphins is probably like three billion now, three four billion, because they own their own stadium, right? Um, well, look up the Forbes uh, from last year. I mean, they have the ranking of yeah. the top uh, uh, sports franchises and, in the world, and I don't think the Dolphins were in the top ten. You know, we and, the, and, the Patriots and, and were. Like, I don't think I think very few owners or when people buy a team, they put it, they buy, they spend cash. You know, it gets financed. Sure. Um, but I think you have to have a certain amount liquid. Sure. You know, um, like David Tepper was one of the more recent buyers. He bought the Panthers. Panthers, right? And he, yeah. I think. He had the cash. You looked that up. He, oh, you know, he. he, he I just looked up Brady's net worth and Giselle's net worth, no. and it said Brady's was four fifty and Giselle's was four hundred. But I don't know if Brady's is sort of including Giselle. Yeah, but even if they're worth together is a billion dollars, that's not cash. No, that's their worth. Neither is. I mean, yeah. like Robert, uh, the Kraft right. family, they they don't have that right bill, those billions in cash. And I do know that, you know, at that time when the Crafts bought the team, now back then they only paid one hundred and seventy million dollars. Only. You know? I know. Isn't that back crazy? Then. And that was the most ever paid for a team right. at the time. Now, as right. a point of comparison, I just did the same thing for Robert Kraft, net worth, $8.3 billion. Right. Right. So and yeah, it, yeah, you're and talking again, about a different level. Right. So, so even at the time, even at only, quote, mm. $170 million, the Crafts had to have Bank of America pretty much finance this thing. Mm-hmm. And it was based on the clubs. So they got the financing because they had – they were had 10-year contracts for those club seats. And that was basically the collateral, if you will, for Bank of America financing the purchase. You know, you, you had those 10-year contracts in place. And that was, you know, Bank of America said, okay, this is a sound investment for us. You they know? were expecting people to buy those club seats yeah. and finance yeah. the... And, you know, since then, the crafts have paid oh, back sure. Bank of America. They're, you yeah. know, but, but, you know... Even at 170 million at that time, they needed, you know, Bank of America to step sure. up. Sure, I, I mean, and, and a lot of these rich people—they're smart. They don't spend their own money. They rarely spend their own money. Oh but yeah. When you when you see them, oh, they bought you know this thing for 50 million, this house for—it's hmm. all they mortgage it just like us, and but they're getting like such favorable rates hmm. because of their credit. Like it's like free money for them, you know. Yeah. They have to pay it back, but. You know, they, they don't spend their own money. And that's how you find out about some of these things with, with like, the scandals. Like that show now with the uh, the German woman, Anna. Yeah. And it was inventing Anna. Like, that's how it happens. Yeah. Is you automatically assume, oh, this is some heiress or, you know, some fi- whatever. And every once in a while, there's a scandal and a scam and yeah. the banks get beat. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it'd be interesting to see what happens with that whole dolphin situation and the flora suit and and everything attached to that um so i don't know i i, I well this I is where like i root for tom brady and everything he does i don't want this to happen well the, the uh the more interesting i think element of that the brady story in miami is that the thing that florio reported earlier in the week about Tying Sean Payton and Brady to the Dolphins. Yeah. Um, and then this whole Brian Flores thing is sort of throwing a whole monkey wrench into that. Right. Well, mm-hmm. that was the whole thing. They they wanted to – they asked New Orleans for permission to talk to Payton, and that was one of the things in the floor is that uh, Ross wanted Flores to tamper with Brady while Brady was in Miami, and right. Flores said no. Uh, but then, the you know, the Flores suit kind of blew up everything. Um, but, like I said, if – if you know if they can find the smoking gun 
and the owners have the backbone to force Ross out, it opens it up for other people to swoop in. Just by comparison's sake, I looked up the last year's Forbes top 50 sports franchises in the world. Dolphins were number 35 at $2.9 billion okay. in last year's list. New England was in the top 10. They were um, eighth in the world at $4.4 billion. Yep. So that includes the stadium, obviously. Yeah, yep. sure. Uh, and and uh, Matt just texted me an update that the Dolphins are now projected to be worth about three point four billion. So a little bit more than last year, which because they a little they bit upgraded sense. the stadium probably. Right. I mean, I don't know how accurate those Forbes things are. I mean, um, but you know the team they got to be ballpark, like they're right? much, they're, I, uh, so to speak. Yeah, yeah, the Panthers just went for what three billion or something like that. So you know, I just can't imagine that they're. You know, listed at being worth four billion, but they're really only worth one. Yeah, like it's got to be close. Yeah, yeah. And I uh, think what's a what's a couple mil here. I, I mean, I think what help what helps these um, valuations for the NFL is it's it's the money is guaranteed for the most part. Those mm. TV the revenues, TV contracts right. are not I mean, going. They're anywhere. done for ten years, so it's guaranteed revenue for at least ten years. And they're like Paul said, they're not going anywhere. They're they're not going down. And then, you, you know, know right. getting to the, you know, this is more like sort of things that are kind of topical in the NFL the last week or so. Like the TV contracts you're talking about, Freddie, look at some of the dollars being dangled in front of these announcers. Yeah. Color analysts. Right. Like Troy Aikman uh, is going to ESPN. He's going to go to Monday Night Football for astronomical, I'd say like $18 million, something like that. You think yeah. it's worth it? No. God, yeah. no. Why do they do that then? Because they're going to make money. No, I know. but And like, they know it. But you're going to make money regardless. I think it's dumb. Like, why do I you? I agree. Yeah. I don't think they're going to make any more money right. with Troy Aikman calling games than they would with Brian Greasy and Lewis right. Riddick. Right. Like, somebody did a poll. I think it was your guy, Chad Finn, did a poll the other day. Have you ever watched a, a sports you know, right. because, because of, of the, the announcer. And it was like 92% no. Said no. And no, the 8% not. were represented by Megan O'Brien. <laughs> <laughs> and no, the other 8% were the actual announcers like, voting. Like, <laughs> right. like, I like certain announcers, but yeah, like, I'm not going to not like watch because, oh, John right. Madden isn't doing it. I'm not watching. Right. You know? You know I, so I think the value of these guys is overrated. I, I really do think the, the play-by-play guy is much more important than the color guy. Don't you? No. The flow of the game? I don't. I don't really care about either one, but I would rather but listen if to a guy who's telling me something I don't know than a guy who's telling me it's first and ten. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Remember when back in the day the Jets experimented with the game where there were no announcers? It was yeah, on. It was, it was an, an NBC. It was an NFL. Yeah. Game. It wasn't like the Jets yeah. experiment. It was a Jets Dolphins game. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. NBC. Um, it's nineteen eighty, I believe. They only did it once, though. You know, like. For whatever reason, they didn't do it again. Yeah, I mean, th- there is value in having somebody, you know, because you're just jumping in. It's the middle of the second quarter. You don't know what the hell's going well, on. I think you I need mean, announcers. Yeah, you need but something. Not but. necessarily because of every play, but, like, when something happens, yeah. when there's a replay, when there's something going on in the field, you know, and they're telling you. Do you ever watch a game at a bar and you're like, what, wait, what happened on that right, play? Right, right. Was he in – like, sometimes yeah. you need the volume – just to find out if he was in bounds. Yeah. You know, like, hey, what happened on that? The, oh, there was a penalty on that? Like, you didn't see right. the explanation, you know? Yep. I don't know, but I, 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 I think announcers are important, but not $18 million but can important. you imagine, like... But that's back, like players now, too. Back to the know. announcing thing with the money that they're throwing around. Can you imagine that... I don't know how serious it was, but I think it was legit that Sean McVay, 
a 36-year-old head coach of the Super Bowl champion, was le- literally, legitimately contemplating leaving coaching yep. to be going into the booth. Yep. Now, he has since said, no, he's not doing that. And I don't know if he I ever really— I think it was really his, s- his fiance's wife or fiance's I don't know. No. Yeah, she- <laughs> I, I don't know if he ever seriously was contemplating it or not. But that's the kind of money. Like, he's at the top of his profession, which I assume was something that he has always dreamed about. He's 36 years old. So it's not like he's, like, done. Right. And he was li- literally yeah. contemplating leaving to go— go in the booth. I mean, he could coach 10 more years and still have a long career as as an analyst if that's something he wants to do. But that's the kind of money they're throwing around. Yeah. I don't know. I think it's a a good life. You know, you get to cover different teams. You you know, you... It's it's as cush a gig as you can get. Well, I think they work hard. I think they do a lot of prep, you know. Sure, but I mean, that's not not heavy lifting. Yeah. No. You know. I think they do a lot of prep, but I don't think it's hard. Yeah. Well, anyway, we got in the wrong line of work. We'll, we'll get uh, Beasley Reese and Ian Cross, or who? who are <laughs> Irv Cross, it's Ian, Ian Eagle, Eagle, Irv Cross, <laughs> and Beasley Reese. He gets the Beasley Reese right. Beasley Reese is a is a local joke that maybe some of our listeners don't get, but when when Fred and I were you know youngsters watching the Patriots every week and <laughs> getting the D list. Announcers, we got stuck with Beasley Reese. Like yeah. 1982, it's the, mm. the Patriots Jets here in Foxborough. Beasley Reese, <laughs> right? Uh, yeah, was was always the color commentator, and he, uh, you know, we just you knew you had the worst crew of the week. Yep. Like this year was James Lofton. We had him like a half dozen times, I think. Right? Yeah. yeah. See, I I think that when you listen back to your point, like, would you ever watch a, watch or not watch because of that? I think. You're just so used to the Patriots always being in the spotlight. So it was always Jim Nance and Phil Simms and mm-hmm. now, now Tony Romo. Romo. Yeah. Yep. And when you were on Fox, it's always Joe Buck and Troy Aikman. But I think if you got games on a more consistent basis with the lesser crews, you become more accustomed to how they look at the game and how they call the game. Trent Green and Dan Fouts and yep. those guys. You know, Are they as good? No, probably not. Otherwise, they would probably move up. But I don't think it's something that you would look and say, oh, I mm. can't watch this game. No. These guys don't know. And, and believe me, I, I nitpick at all the mistakes they make all the time, just like everybody else does. Well, yeah. I, do, I do think there are, there are announcers you enjoy listening to more than others. Yeah. You know, guys who, who aren't as polished as analysts as others. And, I mean, I know some people try even the trick of turning down the TV volume and turning on the radio because they like hearing yep. our local guys call it more. But – I mean, most most people don't go that far, but well, it's hard now with the delays. The delays, you have to uh, sync it up. I used to do that back in the day with Celtics. I'd turn up Johnny Most, Mm. listen to him, and watch the game on TV. I honestly never did that once. No, I know everybody says they did. I did it. Yeah, I never did it. Yeah, I tried doing it at the Super Bowl when we were sitting there in the press box, but the delay was too long. It was like almost a full two plays before the thing would catch up. It's like at that point, it's it's worthless. Oh, I I loved listening to Johnny Most. He was. He was the worst and the best at the same oh, time. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. he wasn't that good, but he was just such a character. Yeah. Um, the other thing that was announced uh, the other day, uh, international games for this year. Uh, it's official yes. that Tampa Bay will host the game in Munich. Uh, and then there's going to be two games in London. Three. Three games in London and a game in Mexico. Yep. 
Um, Arizona has the Mexico game. Yep. They're the home team for that. Packers, Saints will play at Tottenham Hotspur, and Jaguar. Jags will play at uh, Wembley. Yep. So um, likely the Patriots will not be involved in any of those. Um, and a lot of people were surprised that the Patriots weren't the team in Germany. Um, and it comes down to, you know, the Patriots only have eight home games this year. Next year they'll have nine, nine home games. And most likely nine. next year uh, the Patriots will be in line to play a game in Germany, uh, assuming they give up a home game. Um, and, you know, now if the Patriots were on Tampa Bay's schedule this year, then that would have been up and you know, it could have been a possibility that the Patriots – play the Bucks in Germany, but we're not on the Buccaneers' no. schedule, so that's out of the question. No. We, are we are on, on the, Packers the Packers and the Cardinals, and the Cardinals yeah, schedule. Yeah, so there's but a chance. You, you, know. would th you would think that, I mean, logic would tell you that if the Patriots have been assigned as one of the four teams in the German market, that they wouldn't be putting the Patriots to play in London and Mexico where they've already played in the past. Yeah. They'd be, you know, and they've already, they have four teams, right? It's Panthers, Chiefs, Patriots, Bucks are the four German right. home market teams. And they've come to an agreement with the next four years having games in Germany, two in Munich, two in Frankfurt, correct? Right. So you have to assume that over that four-year span, all four of those teams are going to host one of those games. Probably, yeah. Let's hope the uh, Patriots get uh, Munich because Frankfurt's quite not as uh, oh. an attractive an option. But um, Yeah, at, so this year probably you – know, Kansas City, are they on Tampa Bay's schedule? I don't know. Because that would be – a likely matchup they, if so. They played last year. Um yeah. I mean, I don't think that I don't know if that I don't know if they are. That well, might not eliminate um Yeah. But they did play um no, they didn't play last year. What am I what am I thinking? I was thinking of two years ago. Anyway. Hold on. Kansas City schedule, hold on. Played him in the Super Bowl last year. That's yeah. So e even though the Patriots aren't playing in Germany this year, you're going to be hearing some Patriots slash German news coming up. So mm, working a, on some stuff. Working on some stuff. Yep. So for you German fans, um, it, it's going to be good. And, you know, a, I know a lot of our other countries where we're popular, like Mexico and oh, they UK. They do play the Bucks. Yeah. Yeah. So that could be Kansas a City does play the Bucks. That's oh, a, well, that's that would a, be, uh, yeah. I mean, 2022 opponents. Yeah, so that's two a, German market teams that's likely. could play. Yeah, that's other. likely. Um, but you know, for the other countries that you know express concern, well, well, how come the Patriots aren't HMAs, aren't home teams in our countries like UK and Mexico and um, Germany now? But that doesn't mean down the road that the Patriots won't submit, um, you know, a proposal for the other countries too to the league. So, yeah. uh, just a logistical question about this, since you're somewhat. Uh, involved in all this stuff fred is the goal to have every team be associated with an international market I, I don't think specifically no i think the goal for the league is just to have to expand the international market mm -hmm. and they came up with this plan to basically have the teams do the work of the league you know um I think they realize that you know teams have been doing their own stuff in these countries anyway. Yeah. You know, so let's kind of open it up and create some competition, and um, but also have the teams commit to being there. You know, so in order to have Germany, for example, the Patriots have to commit to a five-year plan. Now, as far as I'm concerned, we're there forever. 
You know, we're not going to like go for five years and then leave. Um, but you know, they don't want teams going in one year doing stuff and then leaving. And you know, yeah, they they want commitment from the teams. Mm. So yeah. yeah, I mean, the goal is just to grow the game. Yeah. So yeah. I, I'm so I'm just thinking like it wouldn't it logically make sense to have every team be associated with at least one country. That way you can really expand your international yeah, reach. But you know? I mean, yeah. But there's only so many countries, I think, that are viable, honestly. Right. But you already have, like, Germany has four teams right no, now. No, I know. Some te- some countries only have one team. Right. Like, wouldn't it make sense to, like, associate It'll grow. all 32 yeah. of the teams with at least one Yeah, of those? Th- that was just the opening foray. Hmm. I think they're, uh, they're taking submissions right now from teams going forward. You know, so they'll... At any time, a team can say, "Hey, you know, we just hired this Brazilian kicker. Can can we can we get Brazil? Yeah, you know, can we go into Brazil? You know, there's a good reason you can come into any, you know, but you just have to commit. Yeah, you know, yeah. So that's their international uh, news. All right, eight five five Pat's five hundred is the Ace Ticket Hotline. Web Radio at Patriots dot com. Hopefully, Deuce will be calling in from Indianapolis at some point. Give us uh, the lowdown on what's going on with the Combine. Lots of emails coming in at webradio at patriots.com. guess we can get to those. Um, no no news on the J.C. Jackson front. No, we're a week in now. And yep. uh, not surprising, given the history that the Patriots have with the tag and, and waiting till the last minute. Um, yeah, nothing's really changed since last week when we talked about Jackson making his comments to Phil Perry about not being happy that, uh, you know, he hasn't had any discussions with the team. But, again, that's the way they usually do business anyway. Yep. They kind of wait until they have to. Deadline spurring action, as you like to say. Yep. I, I would say that Eric is mostly right um, that um, nothing has changed. But, I, you know, in the, in the subtle read-between-the-lines, you know, sort of media thing that I like to do, as you know, I, I like to sort of um, – Trying to read the tea Make leaves. my interpretations based on some of the things. I do think there was a a thing on Sunday. Mike Reese's, you know, 10, 10 yeah. notes that he likes to post every Sunday. Mm-hmm. He sort of indicated that it would be lower odds for J.C. Jackson to be tagged. Yep. I don't think Mike is in the business of just sort of. Uh, right. He gets some you type know, of. Uneducatedly throwing stuff around. Right. Yeah. Uh, Mike is as good and as thorough as anybody in the business. Uh Certainly coaching the Patriots. I mean, covering the Patriots. So I, I would say based on that and a couple other guys kind of following suit, I, I would say that, that, that maybe the, the tea leaves are reading no with a uh, potential tag. Um, I wrote my notes today. Um, and we posted them this morning. And I, I, I think it's a hard decision. I, we've been talking about it for weeks. I wouldn't. I wouldn't tag him. I, I, would, I would let him walk. If you could get him – at some kind of a um, some kind of an extension that you know works for you, then that would be different. But the one year thing, I think they have more needs than that would probably uh, handle. So I just texted Mike. By the way, he's going to try to call in in the next ten minutes or so. The other, um, oh but, sorry, but I, I yeah, I, I think at this point it might be, and again, it's not an easy one, but it might be wise for them to just sort of. Um, let it go. And I know some people are upset about that. They're yeah. already letting me have it on, on Twitter, which is okay. That's that's what that's for. I, I'm glad people are reading, and I'm glad they're interacting. I don't feel overly strongly about it. Well, the other thing, though, I think, and I think 
uh, I think Mike may have mentioned this in one of the paragraphs in, in his notes, was that something we talked about last week, which was would you want to tag Jackson if you had a potential trade partner, do a tag and, and trade kind of thing so you get something in return? And I think Mike threw that in there as a, you know, this being combine week, all the agents, all the decision makers are in Indianapolis. This tends to be sort of a precursor to the legal tampering period uh, in the, the three days before the start of the new league year, where right. potentially you're talking with other GMs, other coaches, and maybe you work out like a handshake agreement deal for J.C. Jackson. Then you, at the last minute, throw the tag, yep. get him to sign, and deal him. Now, it hasn't happened a ton of times with the Patriots, maybe twice that I can think of. Um, I think twice, yeah. Tabucky, but, Tabucky Jones and, and uh, uh, Castle, right? And Matt Castle. But it's still a possibility that's out there. So, Absolutely. You know. Well, I think that if you're if the Patriots are willing to like take a third round pick, I think it's it's a low risk move. If if you're you know, if you want that extra draft pick. But if you if you're gonna like be dead set on getting a first round pick, too risky. Because I don't think you're gonna get that. Well, and like, now to, you're gonna to be Eric's, stuck paying. To Eric's point, you find that out now. Yeah. Yeah. You find out what you're gonna be able to get now and then you you decide by the eighth whether or not that's enough for you. Yeah. So you don't tag them risking, I'm going to be able to get X. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You tag them knowing what you're going to be able to get okay. because of what goes on this week in Indy. Yeah. Now, given the way this team has done business in the past, wouldn't you assume that, like as Mike was speculating in his notes, Mike Reese, um, that if they really wanted to keep a player, any player, doesn't have to be Jackson, but any year, any player who was a potential franchise tag candidate if they really wanted to keep him there would have been some sort of outreach by this point it might not have been in-depth contract negotiations but there might have been some sort of like hey we know what's down the road we want to talk we're open you know that kind of thing i think so so that if they did tag him it would almost be like a formality like you know we're yeah we're, we're, we're working things we're out halfway through yeah we just want to make sure that you stick around and but like, even more so you did an extension last year I mean, that's when you really do it. You well, know? sure, but it, yeah. there have been cases where it gets to this point, yep. and they know they want to keep the player, but you know they, they only tag him just because they, they know that they're working something out. It seems like this might be a case where they, they really don't want to keep him. And again, we're just kind of trying to read between yeah, there's a, there's the a lot here, of There's a lot of behind the scenes, but like, you know, maybe like, They've told, talked to his agent, said, you know, see what's out there, you know, and come back to us. And, so know. I do like the fact that I told you that I've gotten some some interaction already because it, it posted this morning. I like the fact that some people are passionate about it. You know, just pay the man. It, is, it shouldn't be all that hard. Uh, you know, pay him. And, and I like that. What I'm interested in is that kind of opinion. I want to know now what you think. Yeah. I don't want to know after the fact. I don't want to yeah. know the day after he signs a five-year, ninety-five million-dollar contract with the San Francisco 49ers that you think it was a dumb contract. Right, right. Yeah. Let the dumb teams. Pay. I want to know what you think now, and that's why I like the people that have already, yeah. you know, weighed in. No, he's not worth it. Great. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, but because the, the Patriots could sign him tomorrow. But yeah. even if they say pay the man. Pay him what? Yeah. Like, what are you willing to pay him? You know? <laughs> right. Because I've heard, like, as pay much him. as $20 million a, team a year. from the contract. Oh, yeah. that's what he's going to I've been telling you he's going yes. to be in the top five cornerbacks when, when, when this is said and done. So if you're not prepared to go there, then 
let it go. Just let them go. And it's like, and that's okay. Just like your discussion about the broadcasters. I mean, that's what the market's paying them nowadays. Right. They're probably not. They're not worth it. But that's what the market's paying. Yeah. I don't know. Romo blew it out of the water. Yeah. Yeah. All right. 855-PATS-500 is the ace ticket hotline. Web radio at Patriots.com. Bill in D.C. writes about J.C. Jackson. Right or wrong, the Patriots have this reputation for not handing out big dollar contracts. Do you think this is solely Bill's approach, or is it coming down from Robert Kraft and Bill? And Bill is taking a bullet for the ownership. When it comes to the Patriots, who has the ultimate say on negotiating big ticket contracts? After all... It is Kraft's money, and I would imagine Bill doesn't have a free reign without Robert's okay. Have we been blaming the wrong guy when players walk because the Patriots won't pay them? Um, I think it's a, you know, when it. I think everything about that is perfect, except for I don't know who gets blamed. Yeah. Like, I think the way that's written, I think it seems like he thinks everybody blames Bill. And I don't know that everybody blames Bill. I think when it comes to big ticket contracts. You know, Robert Kraft does have to have absolutely. Say. You're not signing a guy to a hundred million dollar contract without the owner's consent, right? Any in any NFL local, right? Uh, oh, yeah, we can make we can let him wait. Oh, um, okay. But 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 that's yeah. I mean, I totally agree with that email. I, I I do think that's their philosophy. For better or worse, I think the Patriots really tried to be fiscally conservative. Yeah. Would you not uh, agree sure. with that? Yeah. yeah but th- but at the same time. Don't miswrite, uh, you know. Don't rewrite history. They allowed Malcolm Butler to go in this sim- similar kind of situation, and signed Stephon Gilmore to one of the largest right. free agent cornerback contracts in history. Yep. Just like last year, they signed two tight ends for the largest free agent tight end contracts in history. So it's not cheap. Right. It's sometimes you don't know their methodology calculated Mm -hmm. right you don't know sometimes what they think yeah yeah and the question that that i might have is who has more say on something like that where like you lose a super bowl hero in malcolm butler or you allow him to go does the owner then go to the coach and say hey look we just took a huge pr hit here we need something big i want to spend money get me the best cornerback does is that how the conversation work or does bill go to the owner and say hey I believe in this guy. I really want him. We got to pay him what we like. Yeah. Who who I, is the I, one that I, instigates? The, I think it's the both discussion? ways. I think it's both ways. But and I think but I think Bill has a certain um, idea of what value is for a player. Yeah, I think Bill is you know, definitely and in unless lock you're step you know economically unless you're like really elite. Yeah. He doesn't like pl- paying the big bucks. Now he will overpay for those team guys like the yeah sure. you know like the. Um, Special teams guys like uh, special team Kobe guys Davis or the, the safety that Andy loved. Um, gen- yeah, James Sanders. No, he, Sanders. He generally yeah. doesn't want to set the market at a position, but he will give two more million to a guy right. in the middle yeah. than yeah. anybody else would even think right. of. Right. Like Kendrick so Bourne was a good example last weird. year. Yep. Kendrick Bourne was like blown away by the contract that he was given, and he came out and said, "Like, hey, I signed with New England because like yeah. they threw all this money at I me." I think Bill is really aware that everybody in the locker room is watching everybody else. Yeah. They know what everybody else is making. Mm. And I think he's very aware of that and he, he you know plays that game where I can't pay this guy because it'll affect my locker room. Yeah. I, I want to reward this guy because it'll show other guys that if you do A, B, and C, you'll you know, you'll be rewarded. I think there's a lot of that going on. Not just here, but in a lot of locker rooms. All right, so let's hear from Deuce. Yeah. What's up, Mike? 
Mike. Paul is ready for you now. Good start. Is, are, are you on the... Uh, hey guys. Oh, there he is. Hey. Freddie Fat Fingers. Hello, am I here? Yeah. Am I on there? Mike, you're at the <laughs> Combine. What's going on there? <laughs> oh, just had a, we just got here, um, and uh, yeah, I got a sandwich. So we're, uh, we're getting ready to get set up. As, uh, some of the Bills guys are going to be speaking at 1 o'clock, so we'll be heading down and uh, listening to them. But uh, yeah, otherwise, uh, we haven't really dived in head first yet, but... Uh, yeah, Paul, we miss you. We miss you for sure. No, I know. I'm sure the rest of uh, Indy does as well. But uh, has it started yet? Have, have anybody Has anybody gone? Because I'm watching NFL Network, and they haven't shown anybody at a podium. Crickets. Uh, yeah, not that I know. We just we, okay. we got in here. We got our credentials. Um, I, I know, like I said, I think really I think a lot of the guys are supposed to start going at the top of the hour. So uh, so we, we filled up on some food. Kind of Actually, kind of funny, uh, Josh McDaniels and Dave Ziegler were both on our flight out of Boston, so I guess they have yep. not relocated uh, to Vegas yet. <laughs> so did you say hello? Uh, no, I didn't. No. <laughs> Two splints into the back. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, uh, yeah, he got he got starstruck. I, I I read I was reading that where the Jets have decided to have very light attendance. Have you heard about that? Where Salah's not oh. going to be there and other Jets aren't going to be oh, there? Oh, really? No, uh, no, I haven't. But I will uh, I will make sure to keep my eyes my peepers peeled, as Hardy would say, for uh, any Jets people, but. Uh, but no, it's good to be back. I mean, it's it's hard to believe it's been two years since we were last here, and uh, yeah, it's uh, everybody's kind of descending upon uh, upon Indy right now. Everybody's just rolling in. Okay, all right. You ready for happy hour? Have you seen the Cowboys bus? <laughs> Not yet. No, yet. I'm standing on the window looking for it though. Okay. <laughs> what's what's that all about, Paul? No, you see the Cowboys yeah, bus I, goes I, everywhere. I'm just for oh, the, I thought for the you radio were, audience. <laughs> oh, I, I thought know. you were asking. I, no, people know. I'm asking for The Cowboys people. have this big, gaudy bus with the star on the side and everything, and I don't know if Jerry Jones may or may not be on there, um, but the, the, the contingent sort of travels around <laughs> downtown Indy <laughs> in this enormous bus. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. You've seen it's the bus. There, I have seen may it. Or may not, there, I have seen it. There may or may not be entertainment going on in the bus. Well, yeah, yeah. 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 It's, it's, if yeah. I end up in the bus, I'll be sure to take some pictures. That you <laughs> All right. Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to guess that your phone will be confiscated if you go on the yeah. bus. <laughs> I I could just see Deuce walking the streets of Indianapolis with his theme song playing. and you know, <laughs> Deuce has returned to right. Indy. Deuce. Right. All right. Well, do if ball. anything does, you know, happen that's worth calling back, do so. Yeah. Do so. Yeah, I will. <laughs> do so. Yeah, we should have some good guys going between one and two. So if anything big happens, I'll, yeah, I'll we got the Bills the contingent ball. is uh, okay. scheduled at one, as Mike said. So and then Jason Light yeah. and right. Arians a little after. Have, that. Have, have you figured out Saint Elmo? Did you get no, uh, re- yeah, reservations? Like there's multiple reservations. reservations. Yeah, there's multiple, multiple reservations. We're we're doing our best. We might have to go in there and throw our, our weight around. We might both drop in Fred Kirsch. Matt will uh, take care of you. See what All that right. gets us. Okay. <laughs> That'll get you a 1030 uh, table. All right, Deuce. <laughs> Good luck out right, there. Be well. All right. Deuce from uh, – so nothing oh, really oh. going on yet. They yeah, it looked, it looked pretty empty on the live shot that they did. Uh, yeah, uh, there was before. supposed to be uh, – On NFL Network. The Broncos were supposed to be off at 12 and 12.15, and I didn't see anything on NFL yeah, – yeah, but we're getting right. shots of the podiums there, now. There you so. go. Uh, oh, there's there's the aforementioned Jason, Jason Litched. Um, who I believe said uh, something along the lines of the, the, the light is always on, or you always leave a light on for a guy like Tom Brady. Yeah. The light was, okay. is always on. Something, <laughs> something like that. Jason yep. Light. Get it? Uh, I do. I do get it. I didn't <laughs> like it. I, I just moved on, but, you know. He's been there a long time, hasn't he? He has. He went to the Cardinals first. Was that right? Oh, I thought he went right to Tampa, but you could be right. I forget these but things. But he seems like he's been there for a long time. Yeah. I remember when he looked young. 
Um, let's he see. Look that old. I was gonna say that was a rocket shot. Yeah, he, he looks okay. older, like older. Yeah, yes. I mean he's been there for like two decades. I know. Professorial. Like I remember when he was a kid. Um, Addison from Fresno writes in uh, general off-season nonsense. I wanted to lead off by saying that Paul's appearances on the Sunday morning football show were appointment listening. Oh wow! Thank you, you were very with much. Ted. I have some two weeks in a row. I have some advice for you on that show. What to talk? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You need to talk because you can't let him just go and ramble. That's tough. Yeah, you got to talk for Paul. Take the lead. Yeah, I was a little hungover this week. Oh, is that right? Yeah, <laughs> just okay. a little bit. <laughs> Uh, that's that's my one piece of <laughs> advice for that show. Uh, I was curious about your guys' take on the idea of taking the red pen to something. I think it is crazy that Arians uh, felt compelled to come out and defend himself by saying he didn't use a red pen specifically. My questions are, does someone using a red pen on your work bug you, and do you even understand why it bugs people? No, you're, you're, I think you're... <laughs> You're talking about the the actual pen, as if that's the problem. <laughs> but um, I, yeah. the, the thing is, it, it it would bug me if Fred said to me, "Paul, I want you to write a five thousand word feature on Robert Kraft, um, and just post it." And then I wrote the five thousand word feature on Robert Kraft, and I had carte blanche because that's what you told me to do. And then, in turn, you said, "Oh no! Before you post that, let me see it." And he just Ripped it apart, it, yeah. You know, and made all kinds of changes. I would be a little miffed. Mm. Now, if he had said to me, Paul, I want you to do a 5,000-word feature on Robert Kraft. When you get it, start putting it together. When you get it, you know, come and yeah, see let me. me see it. We'll go over it. Yep. And then we'll post it. Yep. He could eviscerate the whole thing with a red pen, and I wouldn't have any problem with it at all. Right. Because he's up front. He's telling me what he is expecting. So I don't know if Bruce Arians told Byron Leftwich and Tom Brady, listen, I'm on the shelf. You guys got to come up with the game plan this right. week. It's all you. Yeah. And then all of a sudden they come up with the game plan and he just completely changes it all. That would bother me. Yeah. But if it's the head coach, well within his rights to make a, adjustments to a game plan, I think. And he just said, you know, you guys get started on that. I can't. Yeah. I can't and be there. Show and do it to it. me when you're done. And then we'll go over it. Yeah. I got no issues with that. But right. I, but I also think as a general rule, like in having talk and talk to writers, sports writers throughout the years. No, they rarely like their editors. No, uh, copy editors in general yeah. are really underappreciated people. Yeah, they get a lot of heat. Yep, I didn't write the headline. I didn't change that. I didn't write that. You know, right? Why is he so heavy-handed? That there's a lot of yeah. You know, and it's like writers the, always complain about their editors. Poop, poop goes downhill. Yeah, that's in 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 a newspaper uh, office. It goes downhill yeah. to the copy editors, yeah. and it's. I th- I think in those guys are invaluable. They they don't get they the do, they and I don't. And I think in today's world, there aren't enough editing. There isn't enough editing going on online. It's it's so easy to just publish. Right. That the kind of the editor the editing process has kind of well, and there's also the been the, pushed out the desire on the part of these outlets to get things up in such a hurry right. that, that they even forego the editing that's process. That's the other thing. In editing and is, they're so bootstrapped, they don't want to pay. And yeah. I know people like look at editing and proofreading as the same thing, and it's, that, that's it's not. not. Like, proof, like, to Fred's point, there's a lot of typos that find their way in, onto a website. It happens everywhere because there's not a yeah. lot of eyes reading things before they go up. But editors a good copy editor will find a better way to to write something and say something he works in conjunction with the writer and makes the writer better right Um, or or not not even just that that's true but also like he'll look and say um 
This is this oh. is a factual error in, in oh. parallel oh, yeah. attribution it, it, and yeah, all you know, kinds things yes. like that too. Well, when it, Those like are fact checkers, too. yeah, yes. fact checkers, like when you're writing hard news, yes. for like the New York Times or the Wall Street Journal, you have to have fact checkers yeah. because you can get sued, right? You know, yep. Um, but I think that that's kind of a so I think it's losing a, that it's craft. a hard one there with yeah. the Arians because you don't know exactly what the parameters were going in, but it's not necessarily being upset that someone took a red pen to your your work. Some people That said, I'm sure there are a lot of writers who are very thin-skinned writers. Yeah. Yep. Very protective of their their yeah. they're all thin-skinned. <laughs> <laughs> uh Silman in the Bay Area wanted to start a discussion on an under the radar topic. That topic is backup quarterback. I think we took it for granted Brady's durability throughout his career. Other than the 2008 ACL injury, he never missed a game due to injury. With Hoyer entering as a free agent in whatever the deal is with Stidham, I'm concerned with who will be behind Jones. This concerns me both from a development and potential injury standpoint. Developmentally, Jones will have a new offensive coordinator slash quarterback coach, whatever the title is with Judge. I think having a veteran presence could help Jones in his sophomore season. What are your thoughts, and where do you think the Patriots will go for a backup? Do they re-sign Hoyer? Uh, They could. Um, I actually just posted, if you want to look at Patriots.com, we are doing our pre-agent forecast position-by-position previews, and today the quarterback position just went up. So apropos to your email, if you want to go up there and look, I did a little roundup of all the quarterbacks who are available and who they might uh, be interested in. I I think the emailer makes a a really good point, too. Um, Not so much for if something happens to Mac Jones. Like, I think most teams are in trouble if their starting quarterback goes down for any length of time. Uh, you know, I think you can still find a way to get by and win some games, but you're probably no longer a threat um, if, if that's the case. But the more important thing, I think, is the emailer touched on there. And given all of the uncertainty with the coaching staff, ha- retaining a guy like Hoyer might be even more important this year for Mac Jones than it would if M- McDaniels w- was still here. Do you guys agree? Um, like, like, how many different things from last year are you going to take away from him in one year? Like, I had I had this offensive coordinator that I had a great relationship with, and I had these other offensive coaches that helped along the way. I had this veteran quarterback who knew the system like the back of his hand, and he really guided me throughout the year. Now they're all gone? Like, yeah. I, I don't think that would be ideal. I, I think there's a chance that Hoyer could be back. Well, let me ask you a question. This is a – is a backup quarterback more important on a team that has an elite quarterback like a Brady or an Aaron Rodgers or a team that's a playoff contender where the quarterback is more middle of the road like a Mac Jones? In which case is the backup quarterback more important? And I, I think in the current one. I do too. Yeah. Because, because I think if because you, your offense isn't as dependent as the quarter on the quarterback as the elite one. If you lose Rodgers, you're not replacing them. Right. You're not replacing Brady. Right. He goes down. But if you lose Jones, an adequate backup quarterback can still keep you your head above saying, water. I agree. You can closer replicate right. the quarterback right. if you have someone competent. Right. There. Now, I'm probably going, who do you think Jones is just a backup quarterback? No, but, uh, no, but I think Hoyer would have gone 10-7 and seven last year. Yeah. When I you, don't know. When you, say, when you say lose, you mean for the year. 
Yeah, no, well, for, for not ex- for like yeah. a month. Extended yeah. period. Extended period of time. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I agree with Fred. I think Fred's. Uh, I think Fred's onto something. Yeah. Uh, I just want to help out Dave here. He's from Lancaster, California. Lancaster. It says years ago in the show there was a conversation you had about washing machines and how you had to buy a new one. I need your help. I can't remember what brand you said was the best, mm-hmm. and do you still stand by that? <laughs> My Samsung just broke. It broke just a couple months after the warranty being over. Oh, this always seems to happen with everything. P.S. Do not buy Samsung. I hear there are a lot about their home appliances. I agree. Uh, Speed Queen is is where you want to go now. The I pr- remember this now that you now the problem that name. with Speed Queen is you don't get all the bells and whistles. It's not like Samsung or LG where you get this and that and the other remember steam this? clean. But if I you do. if you want just a, I believe I have a Samsung an American if you for want like an American seventeen years if you want an American made washer with a steel drum that's just going to last. Speed Queen is what, where you want to go. Now, Steel if you, drum, that was a if you have band? a, if you have a, that today. if you have a huge family, though, you m- might want to go with one of the bigger, you know, brands that you can do bigger loads. Not a fan of Maytag. Uh, Maytag not, is good. Maytag's good, durable. Yeah, but I, I like Speed Queen. The problem with all appliances nowadays is they're not built to last. But they're that's why you go with Speed Queen. What's the difference? Speed gonna, Queens are the ones used in the laundry mats. But they it's just gonna go. What? But they're, they're built to give you five to ten years. Man. Not the Speed Queen. Okay. <laughs> all, the really? guys, all the guys that sell all of these different things are wrong. Fred's <laughs> right. Speed Queen. <laughs> you won't find Speed Queen in, like, the Lowe's and the Home I Depot. I had never heard of it until you, you brought it up on that stores show. And they have yep. everything. You have to go to one Tri-City appliance Tri-City Sales or Gray's Appliances. Right, like right. They, they have these Ask things. Ask them what they think about Speed Queen. And they all tell you the same thing. What? They're not built to last more than ten years. Okay. Now... That's what they told me. Right. I get, I'm get. i going on 18 on my washing machine. Yeah. So I've beat the system. So you beat the system. Knock on wood. Yeah. Okay. I did the same thing with my refrigerator. I just got a new refrigerator for the first time since I moved into my house. Yeah. yeah. So I've been lucky with yeah. appliances. Now, dishwashers, this, I, think I, already, I think I'm on my second one of those. Yeah. So that one, not so much. Yeah. Appliances, it's a, it's a racket. It is. It it's is. a racket. Yeah, you gotta have them. Yeah, and they're not made made to last anymore. No, I, it's true. What is made to last nowadays, Freddie? I don't know. Freddie's built to last. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. Stands the test of time. But like I said, I if you're looking for just a basic Speed Queen washer dryer, American made steel drum, no plastic, you go you go with the the Speed Queen. Yeah. All right. Now, some people say they're a little. It's a little tough on the clothes, a little rough on them. <laughs> a little tough on the now clothes. Now we're going to find out it doesn't clean the clothes, <laughs> <laughs> and it makes holes in them. <laughs> Steel but drum with sharp I, edges. I, I just, I just wanted to help out Dave there. <laughs> yeah, I'm, sure job, I'm sure he feels very. Well, he could out be now. standing in the store, and he needs an answer. <laughs> right, right. You're right. <laughs> you know. Let me, uh, and so tell, tell me about this. The guy's like, queen. you're calling yeah. a radio show? Yeah, <laughs> i got to call the radio yeah. show. <laughs> and, and what, I, I am. I'm standing in the middle of yes. the store, and I forgot what Fred said. Let me check in with Fred to <laughs> see what I should buy. <laughs> All right. Fred, who probably oh, has, like, God. industrial uh, washing machine because of his. Oh, you know, and by the way, the all the empire all, uh, right. that he has. And by the way, the speed well, cleans. And all of the, the, uh, the, the, the laundry that he gets yeah. stained all the time. And they're less That's expensive, true. too. That's another way. good point, Dave. Oh, yeah? Where else would you go for laundry <laughs> advice than Fred? The guy who spills. You actually Eric makes a great point. Shirt right now, actually. Well, <laughs> <laughs> we haven't even eaten yet. Top point. <laughs> no, but that, but I need good washing machine because of because yes, of my problem. Right. That's Eric right. makes a great right. point. Who better than Fred to give exactly. laundry advice? Right. No one needs it more than you. <laughs> That's right. 
Uh, Christian from L.A. is on the Ace Ticket Hotline. What's up, Christian? Hey, you guys. Uh, you know, here we are in the offseason and uh, pondering all the things that we need to do administratively. I know that the, uh, the uh, skill challenges that are coming up uh, for the, um, you know, what's the, what's the problem again? What? The, um, the combine? The combine. Yeah, so uh, are, are you in a machine shop? What are you, what's going on? I think he's, on? I think he's in a washing machine. Airport. Yeah. He's in the washing machine no, tube right now. I'm actually, I was in the car with the, uh, yeah. you know, the Bluetooth box. However, uh, I was wondering, which one of the skill sets do you guys think, if they did it in pads, that translates to how the athlete would perform on the field? For example... Doing like the uh, um, lob throws, the guy can easily catch it over the head. But when you're wearing shoulder pads, your catch radius changes, right? Well, uh, I mean, back uh, in the day, they used to wear the big pads. Yeah, but that, now, that doesn't really affect now they're, they're minimally. Yeah. I, yeah, to me, it's all about contact. Like, it's yeah, not necessarily how they're dressed. Yeah. It's, it, yeah, anybody can come across the middle knowing there's no one there to knock their their yeah. lights out and make the catch, but. Does yeah. he have the toughness to do that? Knowing he's going to get hit. I yeah. mean, if you want to look at a New England specific one that people write about a lot at this time of year, it's the three cone drill. Yeah. For you know, yeah. I, I I don't necessarily buy it. Oh but no, a lot they of do. Christian, that's a big Patriots thing. You're absolutely right. You know, they they talk about that every year with especially with receivers who are you know in the in the uh, slot type category. Yeah, this quickness, the qu- so, interior so quickness. So can I swivel can hips? Can yeah. I um. Address that for a second. Yes, sure. What do. what position would you say the Patriots have had uh, the most difficult time trying to identify in the draft? Wide receiver. Well, when I would say there's two. Corner. Wide receiver is one, and corner is the other. Yep. Maybe we should stop looking at three cone drills so much. Yeah. Well, I yeah. I mean, if maybe that's we should look at that and something else too. Playmaking ability. Yeah. What game, do you think? Game tape. Yeah. I. I don't know. I it, it's. They have had trouble, you know, particularly in the second round. Uh, but then you look at guys like Cyrus Jones. He was a first-round pick, and they blew that yeah, one. He was the second-round pick. Oh, he was, he was the, the top pick? pick in the draft. Oh, that's yeah. right. Right, Class. he was the top but he was pick. The second, he was the second-round yeah. pick. No, but, like, the wide receiver draft has been really, really tough for the Patriots. Yeah. Like, you know, aside from Deion Branch 100 years ago, mm-hmm. they really haven't identified a wide receiver in the draft. And, yes, I'm not counting Julian Edelman because they didn't identify him as right. a wide receiver. He's a, he was they a, made him a wide he receiver. Made him he, was athlete, a, he, he was a lottery pick. Yes. Yeah, they, they got lucky. Yep. No, but I'm not even saying they got lucky. I give them a lot of credit for developing him. But yeah. they didn't do it as a wide receiver. No. They didn't know what he was. Right. Like Deion Branch, wide receiver, they identified, and he hit. That, you know. You know, aside from Malcolm Mitchell, whose career was obviously cut short for injuries, they really didn't do that with anybody else. Yeah, yeah. It's it's unfortunate that Mitchell had to have such an injury history because he looked like he yeah could have been something. But at the same team. time, he probably would never have been a Patriot if he hadn't been injured, right? They he wouldn't have been a, he wouldn't have been available when Maybe. the Patriots took yeah. him. Yeah, yeah. So. There's a lot of stuff going on. There is on a, the lot, of, a lot, lot of construction. A lot of construction at the I mean, stadium, Freddie. Cornerback and and. Um, Wide receiver, it's been yeah, tough. and I, it, like it's a very simplistic thing, but it just sort of popped into my head. And, you know, like that is because Eric is a hundred percent right. Yeah. Every year, everybody goes to the combine testing and they look at the three cone drills yeah. and they say this guy's a patriot, this guy's a patriot, this guy's a patriot. Well, maybe they should stop doing that. Yeah, they, it's almost like they have they have better luck developing guys that are either low round or un- undrafted guys. In the secondary than they do drafting. Them. Oh, the secondary, they've yeah. had great luck yeah, with much undrafted so. guys. Yep. Yeah. 
Randall Gay and Malcolm Butler yep. and Jonathan, Jonathan Jones. Jones. And, and you wonder why Jack. why yep. is that? You know, why is that? Is the guy hungrier and more coachable and willing to do it's what great, you ask? It's a and great it, question. I, That's a story. Yeah. yeah. It's a story. Let's, I'm going to file that one. Yeah. Why have they had so much success like, with undrafted cornerbacks? Yeah. As opposed to, as the, opposed yeah. to the ones they draft. Yep. Uh, little game. three. Bill, co- oh. any commonality um, between the undrafted cornerbacks that you've had success with? <laughs> no, you, you'd have to go outside of him for that answer. Yeah. Like maybe a Scott Pioli might give you some insight Remind there. Remind me on that one. That or, might be something I can do or, or uh, Mike after Lom- the draft. Or Mike Lombardi might give you some insight there. I'm you know? not interested in that. Uh, but oh. Remind me. Um, no, because you'll just say because Bill develops him. Yeah. That's what Mike Lombardi will no, tell you. No, but why can't you do the same for a, a drafted guy? Exactly. But that's what Mike Lombardi would tell you. It's yeah. all Bill. It has nothing to do with J.C. Jackson's Well, then, it, then it's all Bill. Why, you know, like. But he doesn't recognize it that way. I know. Paul's point is go to somebody who will give you an answer. Yeah. Like Pioli might give you a semblance of an answer. Yeah. But I also would like to get Bill's perspective on that. Mm, sure. Knowing that I would probably get a. You know, uh, I don't know. I don't well, because in one way he's going to be guarded because then it 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 shows a failure with the drafted sure, guys. Sure. You know. Yeah. So he's going to be guarded, and in also his doesn't response. want to give away any secrets on wh- how they develop right. players either. Probably. What do you want me to tell you? The uh, truth. How you got uh, the truth. success with undrafted uh, corners? Very simple. Uh, who am I? Game three clues. Oh, you know. Nice. There's Okey-dokey. only three of us. So, oh, there's only two of you. So. Uh, first one, I played my college ball at the University of Illinois, where my last game played was the Liberty Bowl. University of Illinois. Uh, I was drafted in the first round, where three Hall of Fame players were drafted at the same position with me in the first round. Tony oh, Eason? Yes. Oh, okay. I figured. Wow. Yeah, come on. Well, I was... I'm- I was thinking more I, recent. Yeah, I was thinking modern era. The first thing I thought of was Eugene Wilson until he said first round. Uh, second one, I played my college ball at Duke and Georgia, and was oh, Ben Watson, Wiggins, Ben Watson, Ben Watson, Ben Watson. That's right. And the final one, I played at Brown Duke University ben, as a. Def- <laughs> I just realized how stupid was that was. <laughs> I played at Brown University as a defensive lineman. A uh, Devlin, Devlin, yeah. Eric, Eric. rolling. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Good job, Eric. Thank you. Thank you, Paul. I pride myself in those games, and I went uh, winless. That was a good job. Yeah. Uh, the not even a, uh, any actually. I'm not even giving you an no, actually. No, you're not. not. You dominated. I appreciate it. D- d- dominated. You dominated. Uh, and I'm not one to, made to be dominated. <laughs> <laughs> Sam from Kentucky writes in. He says, I got 1% milk the other day and thought of you guys. <laughs> what color <laughs> was have your cap? a yellow cap or a red yeah, cap? Purple, right? right? It's not red. <laughs> uh, regarding the draft, it seems like there's a lot of talk of drafting a wide receiver with our first pick. I think that'd be great. But based on how slow the defense looked during the tail end of the season, my vote would be to pick up a cornerback or someone on the defense that's fast and can make plays. Our wide receiving core isn't amazing, but I think they're good enough to get the job done. I think the defense has more holes to fill. Mm-hmm. If it was up to you, who would you pick, or would you pick a wide receiver or a cornerback slash other defensive guy? And if you had to say one or the other, what do you think Bill will do? For the first round? Yeah. Defense. And I would go corner. Cornerback, that'd yes. Be my, yeah, that'd be my pick. That would be my number one pick, but uh, or, or an offensive tackle. I would not want to take a wide receiver in the first round. Uh, I, I do believe that it's a major, major need. I don't believe what they have is good enough. I don't agree with that part of it. I just don't want to take a wide receiver in the first round because I think they have other needs to yep. fill. Yep. Uh, let's get back to the phones. Rashad's in Baltimore. What's up, Rashad? 
Hey, what's up? What's up? Hey. Um, I guess what's the name? Well, y'all just talked about the wide receivers. I I I really want the Patriots to draft a wide receiver, and I saw they had uh, a report. I guess the Patriots meeting with the three wide receivers today: Burks, Williamson, and um, Olave. Okay. I um I, I want I want Olave. I want Olave. I don't I I don't I don't really want Burks. I was looking at Drake London. He kind of reminds me of like what Nikhil Harry probably would be if he got here. He just he just oh is, no, I'm, Drake London is much more athletic than Nikhil Harry. The he Drake is. Drake London is a, good, a really good athlete. Yeah. So um, I I mean I'm I'm with you though, but I'd be okay if they drafted a wide receiver in the second round because there's a lot of them. Yeah. They just got to get the right one. That's all. Yeah. You know? I'm, that's been difficult for them yeah. over the years. Um, one thing I would caution you, though, too, Rashad, uh, when you read about players meeting with teams at the Combine, pretty much every player at the Combine meets with almost every team throughout the yeah, week at some yeah. point. So try it's try not like, to fall into the trap. Just I'm just giving me something just to grab on. No, I, I, I understand. And, you know, th- at this time of year, people are desperate for any sort of news. But I, I just for people who aren't, maybe as clued into that a lot of times teams meet with a player specifically because they don't know that much about him or her um they don't know about his his personal side right more than anything like they have plenty of game tape on these guys but they want to get to know some things about him to see if he'd be a fit for their system their kind of uh you know organizational structure yeah their culture um so it's not. It's it's a lot of times it's an information gathering thing more than it is like we definitely want this guy. You know, I mean, it could that could be the case. But when you look at, if you go back and look at a lot of the the draft picks over the last ten fifteen years, a lot of them, in some cases, didn't even meet with the Patriots at the combine or at at all during the pre-draft process. So it's a little bit of a yeah. It's a little bit of a, a, a specious argument like to say. Mirrors. Yeah, yeah, not yeah, not necessarily on purpose to be smoke and mirrors, but it's not necessarily an indication that this team loves this player. But I guarantee you, the Patriots are interested in every. You know, like they want to know about everybody. They're like, if if there's a guy rated in the top ten in any position, the Patriots are doing their work on him. You know, so and, uh, certainly on defense, I would, yeah, I would hope. Yeah. And I mean, I'm. I would like a wide receiver. I mean, I would like a defensive player, but. The way I'm thinking, like the draft board would shake up. It would be probably like value, so you probably wouldn't get uh, like maybe a good corner at that 21 spot. Maybe it might be some wide receivers that drop down, and they might be at 21. But yeah. I'm all for a defensive play. I'm all for anybody who can bring some speed, athleticism, just any kind of umph into the defense. Yeah, it stinks this year that there aren't quarterbacks that are going to push these guys down. You know. Mm. Yes, I agree, yeah. Freddie. Yeah. All right, thanks, Rashad. And and your chances of trading up are a lot smaller than they normally would be, too, because of the the dearth of draft picks that the Patriots have. They only have six. So right. if you're going to trade up, you're going to be investing in either future picks or a player in a pick, and yep. they probably aren't going to be doing that. Uh, Eldred is here on the phone to yell about wide receivers, I'm sure. What's up, Eldred? Hey, fellas, how y'all doing? Good. Hey, you right, uh, Fred. I love all of y'all. You darn skipping on say wide receiver first. And I don't agree with the second day wide receivers unless Dotson's in that crew. But Alave and um, Williams, Wilson, and the other guy, uh, they're going to be around 21. I really want to call Stingley. 
Stanley going to be gone. The other corner going to be gone. And the linebacker that we like for Georgia. See, I think Stanley could go anywhere. I think yeah, Stanley's yeah. a wild card. And I, I saw Daniel Jeremiah wrote, um, on his conference call, and Mike, Mike Dussault wrote up a, a piece on that. I, I think Stanley could go anywhere. He could be available. At anywhere. Yeah, he, he's a, uh, they ranked him at 15. Yeah, he, I mean, he, he could be in, he yeah. could go in the top 10 and he could go in the second round. I think he, there's a lot of questions about him because of the last two years and all the injuries he had. He didn't play much. Yeah. Yeah, but I'm like the previous caller. I like Alave. I always did when he was in Ohio. I, I like Williams. I like Alave a lot. I agree. I uh, love Alave, yeah. So I'm hoping if he's there, because according to some other drafts, he's there about 22 or 23, you know. Yeah. So we're right there at 21. And, uh, Fred, given what you said earlier, yeah, uh, you need to go with the corner of the receivers that have production instead of take a chance on the second ones in the second tiers when you know the ACC and the SEC – Champion competition like NFL, just about. So those guys produced. Those are the ones I go with. He didn't do that with Harry, you know, the other couple of years ago. He took Harry. And no, but why can't you get one of those guys in the second or third round that produced? Second or third round? Right, like Terry, Mc, like Terry McLaurin from Ohio State. Like a, a major program, major production, and he made a major impact immediately. He, he wasn't he the first round the first pick. Round, but, 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 but they skipped over, them, so, so did we. He could have went in the first round. So could A.J. Brown no, and Metcalf. I, I, no, I, but I, had some stuff behind. I, un- you know, I understand that guys could go you in know. the first round, but I'm saying there will be really good wide receivers taken in the second and third round. Find one. I still go to Alave with, one, with two, two facts, Alave, Wilson, or even uh, Williams. Right. So, what if what if what if you could get what if Alave ends up going in the second round? Then you grab him. What if Williams go? I mean, what what if Jameson Williams goes? You know, he's coming off a torn ACL. Maybe he's available in the second round. Mm -hmm. But uh, I don't know. Maybe they go in the top ten. I mean, Eldred, are you saying don't risk it? Take a receiver in the first round. Don't risk it. Don't wait. I just think that you could get the tenth receiver in the third round, and he might be as good as the 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 second receiver that goes in the first. Whereas the tenth cornerback is not going to be as good as the first. Right, there's more depth at receiver. Like receiver is a deep position every year in the draft. Yeah. I said all depends on what you're looking for too, though. But those guys on the outside, whatever, they're going in the first. If Williams, if Williams do, let's say Williams still hurt on the uh, the, uh, ACL, I guarantee it'd be a team to take take him in the first round. And they'll wait. And I'm going to guarantee you this, Elger. We'll make a bet, okay? Now, this is going to be a long turn. This is going to be a long range bet because we won't be able to find out. (laughs) No, seriously, we won't be able to know the results of this this bet for at least two years. But I'm going to bet you that there will be a a wide receiver selected in round two or three who is better than at least one wide receiver who was selected in round one. Much like Terry McLaurin was better than Nikhil Harry. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to bet you that so that will DK happen Man this Cash, year. So the A.J. Brown and everybody else that, that we were talking for. I was having D.K. and everybody else was. Yep. You know. So I'm going to bet you that there will be a play. second – there will be a day two receiver better than a day one receiver in this draft. Okay. Now, it's a bad so bet because we have to wait – yeah. We, we have to wait two years to find that out. Yep. Okay. At minimum. Okay. Even then, okay. I would never and, admit I lost. And I'm going to tell you, if we pick one that ain't one of those, I'll let you know if you're going to be a bust right off the bat like I did Harry. <laughs> right. No, you did. Eldred, you <laughs> did. Yeah, you, you did. Way out in front of the – Yes, I did. Yeah, you did. All right, thanks, Eldred. All right, uh, we're going to take a break, eat some lunch. When we come back, more calls and emails here in Patriots Unfiltered. 
At Patriot Place, our stores, restaurants, and entertainment venues are excited for you to enjoy everything we have to offer. Make new memories with family and friends at our designated outdoor refreshment areas, where you can enjoy food and alcoholic beverages from all of our Patriot Place restaurants. Download the Patriot Place Advantage app, where you can earn points on every visit and redeem exclusive rewards and offers. Everyone here at Patriot Place looks forward to seeing you. We deliver jerseys, funny foam fingers, and everything you need for the game. But what you really get is so much more. FedEx delivery. Game day spirit. What we deliver by delivering. Some people are never content with simply being good. Not when they can be great. But it takes a big step to get there. In fact, it takes a leap of faith. A belief in what you're striving toward. And a willingness to make the commitment day in and day out to something bigger than yourself. Putnam is proud to partner with those who share their own commitment to performance excellence. This is Matt Light for Putnam Investments, a world of investing. We are patriots, and our standards are a little different. We don't just carry the hopes of a city, but the hopes of an entire region. For us, No uphill battle is ever too high to climb. And our favorite ring is the next one. Our job isn't done until the final down is played. And everyone knows we gave it our all. We the fans march forward with the power to do what it takes. Just like we've done time and time again. We are the home field advantage. Bank of America is proud to be the official bank of the New England Patriots and stand with them as they defy the odds. Copyright 2020, Bank of America Corporation. How did Verizon build the fastest 5G in the world? We started by building it right with 5G Ultra Wideband. Then we gave it massive capacity and near zero lag. And it's not just fast, it's 25 times faster than today's 4G networks. This is 5G built right from the network more people rely on, only on Verizon. 5G ultra-wideband available only in parts of select cities. Global claim based on open signal independent analysis. 25 times analysis by Ookla's speed test intelligence data Q2 2020. In sports, if you think joy only happens after you win, think again. Look at the world's most successful athletes like Serena Williams, Brooks Kepka, and Alex Morgan. They don't spend all their days grinding away. They take time to enjoy themselves, like getting together with friends over a Michelob Ultra, because they know that happiness is the key to winning and that joy is the whole game, not just the end game. Michelob Ultra, 95 calories, 2.6 grams of carbs. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. Enjoy responsibly. AB Michelob Ultra Light Beer, St. Louis, Missouri. There's no season better than football season. And there's no better place to get in on all of the action than with DraftKings, the official daily fantasy sports partner of the New England Patriots. To add to the thrill, DraftKings has millions of dollars in prizes up for grabs every week. So head to the app now and check it out. If you haven't tried it yet, fantasy football is easy to play. Just pick nine players, stay under the salary cap, and pile up points for yards, touchdowns, receptions, and so much more. There's no better way to put your football knowledge to the test than to compete for a shot at $1 million in total prizes. Download the DraftKings app now and use promo code 
Pats to get a shot at millions of dollars in total prizes every week. That's promo code PATS to get a shot at millions of dollars in total prizes every week, only at DraftKings. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Want to get into the game? Get coached up at Dean College. Equipped with exclusive academic partnerships featuring the Patriots, Revolution, Providence Bruins, Summer Baseball, and more, our classrooms are set up for success by learning directly from the pros. Dean College has programs in communications, sports management, business, and marketing with unprecedented hands-on experiences. Our students take what they learn in the classroom and put it right to work in the marketplace. At Dean College, our students don't just play games, we run them. Visit us at dean.edu. At Patriot Place, our stores, restaurants, and entertainment venues are excited for you to enjoy everything we have to offer. Make new memories with family and friends at our designated outdoor refreshment areas where you can enjoy food and alcoholic beverages from all of our Patriot Place restaurants. Download the Patriot Place Advantage app where you can earn points on every visit and redeem exclusive rewards and offers. Everyone here at Patriot Place looks forward to seeing you. We deliver jerseys, funny foam fingers, and everything you need for the game. But what you really get is so much more. FedEx delivery. Game day spirit. What we deliver by delivering. Some people are never content with simply being good. Not when they can be great. But it takes a big step to get there. In fact, it takes a leap of faith. A belief in what you're striving toward. And a willingness to make the commitment day in and day out to something bigger than yourself. Putnam is proud to partner with those who share their own commitment to performance excellence. This is Matt Light for Putnam Investments, a world of investing. We are patriots, and our standards are a little different. We don't just carry the hopes of a city, but the hopes of an entire region. For us, No uphill battle is ever too high to climb. And our favorite ring is the next one. Our job isn't done until the final down is played. And everyone knows we gave it our all. We the fans march forward with the power to do what it takes. Just like we've done time and time again. We are the home field advantage. Bank of America is proud to be the official bank of the New England Patriots and stand with them as they defy the odds. Copyright 2020, Bank of America Corporation. How did Verizon build the fastest 5G in the world? We started by building it right with 5G Ultra Wideband. Then we gave it massive capacity and near zero lag. And it's not just fast, it's 25 times faster than today's 4G networks. This is 5G built right from the network more people rely on, only on Verizon. 5G Ultra Wideband available only in parts of select cities. Global claim based on open signal independent analysis. 25 times analysis by Ookla Speed Test Intelligence data Q2 2020. In sports, if you think joy only happens after you win, think again. Look at the world's most successful athletes like Serena Williams, Brooks Kepka, and Alex Morgan. They don't spend all their days grinding away. They take time to enjoy themselves, like getting together with friends over a Michelob Ultra, because they know that happiness is the key to winning and that joy is the whole game, not just the end game. Michelob Ultra. 
It's 95 calories, 2.6 grams of carbs. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. Enjoy responsibly. A.B. Michelob Ultra Light Beer, St. Louis, Missouri. There's no season better than football season. And there's no better place to get in on all of the action than with DraftKings, the official daily fantasy sports partner of the New England Patriots. To add to the thrill, DraftKings has millions of dollars in prizes up for grabs every week. So head to the app now and check it out. If you haven't tried it yet, fantasy football is easy to play. Just pick nine players, stay under the salary cap, and pile up points for yards, touchdowns, receptions, and so much more. There's no better way to put your football knowledge to the test than to compete for a shot at $1 million in total prizes. Download the DraftKings app now and use promo code PATS to get a shot at millions of dollars in total prizes every week. That's promo code PATS to get a shot at millions of dollars in total prizes every week, only at DraftKings. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Want to get into the game? Get coached up at Dean College. Equipped with exclusive academic partnerships featuring the Patriots, Revolution, Providence Bruins, Summer Baseball, and more, our classrooms are set up for success by learning directly from the pros. Dean College has programs in communications, sports management, business, and marketing with unprecedented hands-on experiences. Our students take what they learn in the classroom and put it right to work in the marketplace. At Dean College, our students don't just play games, we run them. Visit us at dean.edu. At Patriot Place, our stores, restaurants, and entertainment venues are excited for you to enjoy everything we have to offer. Make new memories with family and friends at our designated outdoor refreshment areas where you can enjoy food and alcoholic beverages from all of our Patriot Place restaurants. Download the Patriot Place Advantage app where you can earn points on every visit and redeem exclusive rewards and offers. Everyone here at Patriot Place looks forward to seeing you. We deliver jerseys, funny foam fingers, and everything you need for the game. But what you really get is so much more. FedEx delivery. Game day spirit. What we deliver by delivering. And now, great moments in history. Have, we, have any resolution as to how it's going to be for everybody, you know, us? You know, continue our inside baseball stuff? Yeah. What do you mean for us? Where are we like, going to be? Yeah, where are we going to be? What are we going to do? You, you just say that. You Yesterday know. you said you didn't know exactly right. how that was going to work. Stacey said those who were in the red press box in-house. Blue. blue. Blue, I we, mean. We're blue. Oh, he's going to. Those who were in the blue press box practice? for in-house will be in the blue press box. But are they going to do spacing up there? Yeah. Yeah. So we're not going to be crowded in our Well, just think, there's going to be no visiting Why are you media? answering his question seriously for me? You just blew me right off. Well, just think about <laughs> it. That's what I'm asking Eric, you. Eric, you'll be spaced out as normal. <laughs> oh, blah, 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 blah. That's another great moment from All right, back here on Patriots Unfiltered, 855-PATS-500 is the ace ticket hotline. Web radio at Patriots.com is the email address. We talked to Deuce earlier. He's on site in Indianapolis, and if anything happens, he'll call in, but... We're monitoring it on the NFL Network as well, and it doesn't look like much is going on. No, people are starting to trickle in. Media, yeah, media starting wise, to get a little bit more crowded. We're looking for Deuce. Yeah, trying, so to, trying to spot can him you in spot the crowd. Deuce? Yeah. So, all right, uh, they're talking to the Broncos GM or head of personnel now. Oh, that's the head, yeah, yeah. not the head coach. Who is that? Oh, is that head Nathaniel coach Hackett? Nathaniel Hackett? Okay, oh, was that right? Yeah. Oh yeah, they have his name right there. Okay. Nathaniel Hackett. Oh, there it is. 
Um, one of the candidates to uh, maybe get Aaron Rodgers. Right. That would be interesting. But, you but know, I heard you on the radio, Paul. Um, I think everyone's just kind of assuming, like, Rodgers and Wilson are going to leave their teams. I think there's oh, as oh, much chance people that they are stay. Assuming. I don't think people are assuming I that. think people are just kind of thinking that's going to happen. I think there's as much chance, if not better, that they stay where they are. Well, according to our old friend, the rap sheet, uh, the Packers and Rodgers are working on – the parameters of a deal if he would if he should decide to stay in okay. Green Bay. Yeah. So and apparently he stuck around after the playoff loss for a few days and had conversations with the team at that point. Okay. And so like Yeah. Yeah, I think so you're it's right. not as it's dire not a, over there as people think. I don't think it's a done deal anyway. Yeah. It's not a foregone conclusion that he's that he's gone. Yeah. I think it's as still is a often the case, I think you have it backwards. I think most people think he's staying. Is that right? Yeah. I, I not not that I've heard. Oh, yeah. Everyone's just like, oh, where is he going to end up, you know? I think there is some intrigue about whether or not he's going to keep playing. Um, yeah. And I think there's some other quarterbacks out there. You wrote about this too, Paul, right? With the, uh, Yeah, I, I mean, I think that the Packers guys uh, have been on this and saying that they think he's either going to retire or stay there. They mm. don't see a very small percentage of him changing teams. I think that they're wishful thinking. I think there's a legitimate chance that he could leave i don't think there's much of a chance of russell wilson leaving because i haven't heard much about it but mm. i don't rule that out either but i think i think both of those guys could go <coughs> i think fred you're right there i think there was a little bit of momentum at the very end of the playoffs for rogers to the packers especially i mean rogers to the broncos especially when they hired yeah. the packers yeah oc right as their head coach and i think there was a lot of talk at that point about that but i think it seems that the tide seems to have changed more towards well uh, when when he Roger originally Stang. came back last summer he decided to return everybody reported that they had made an arrangement with Rodgers that they would agree to trade him if he still wanted to be traded after the season um the Packers GM Brian I don't really know how to pronounce his name Gutenkunst Gutekunst Gutekunst yeah. uh has said that he never made such a uh, promise to Rodgers. That, to me, is worrisome if you're a Packers fan. Yeah. So now everything looked like it was kind of going good. You know, Rodgers said he would, you know, he would talk about it. He made no brash declarations. Well, I'm out now. Right. Like, you know, the, right. the season ended. He was disappointed. He said he would take some time, but he would make a decision quickly on his future. There were no indications that he was imminently leaving. And now – the Packers are publicly saying, well, we, we never told them. We, we never said that. We mm. never said that. Okay, maybe you're right. But why are we yeah. – why, why, why are you doing yeah. that? Like, yep. To me, I could see that, that being something that, that bugged Rodgers. Yep. Mm. Um, oh, the phones are stacking up here at um, Patriots Unfiltered. So let's see what people have to say. We'll start with Andrew in L.A. What's up, Andrew? Comrex is stacked. Hey, guys. How's it going? How was your weekend? Good, good. How yeah. about you? Yeah. Not too bad. Uh, spent some time with some family from out of town, so it was a good one. Well, that's great. But, hey, um, uh, on Paul's show a couple weeks ago, yep. um, I heard a stat that Belgi said. Um, I think it was – I can't remember the source, but they said that the Eagles over the last 10 years have spent, I think, like 160 or $170 million more than the Patriots, and oh, that just shows. I know, it, yeah. cap, cap is crap, but yeah. So, 
but if we average that out, it's about sixteen, seventeen million dollars a year that the Eagles are spending more. And I know that's not always the case, and it's you know it depends on year to year. But that's the price of a really good edge rusher or a really good linebacker or a really good wide receiver. And you know, for someone that says they do what's in the best interest of the football team, like Bill Belichick, that doesn't always line up with the statistics that I'm reading. So I was just curious about people that kind of still believe that Belichick is doing what's in the best interest of the football team and he knows what he's doing. How does that kind of line up with you guys? Like well, how, how did, do you did, guys feel about and, that? And maybe you, you know, Andrew or Paul, because it's his show, can answer this, but why did Felger pick the Eagles? Are they the team that spent the most? They're or? the highest. They're the highest. Yeah, they're the highest. Okay. Yeah, and they're known for doing that. I mean, I think everyone knows that they're really high rollers. With, okay. With, uh, so yeah, I mean, so, so the same question you should ask of every other team that hasn't spent as much, right? Okay, so now we're just going to get defensive. Did they have well, the yes, we are. Okay. Why don't we? What, what, just I think what Andrew's trying to get at is: <laughs> do people still have the same faith that the, what the Patriots, how they go about it, is the way to do it? And I would say unequivocally, the answer to that is yes. Yes. Um, no, no matter what the Patriots do, Andrew, that's the way to do it, and that's the only way to do it, well, according to a lot. And that's not, not all. That's not fair either. Not all, yeah. but a lot of Patriots fans. <laughs> no. And that's why I brought up earlier in the show about J.C. Jackson. I want to know what you think now. Right. No, I, that's fair. And I don't want the Patriots to, to sign this guy to a long-term deal, and then you tell me, ah, it's a great move, master stroke by Belichick, right. when you actually think before – the deal was signed that they should let him walk. Right. And vice versa. Right. I want to know what happened, yeah, what you think beforehand, because I'll tell you right now, Andrew, a, a vast majority of the vocal Patriots fans who call into shows and write in to opine about the Patriots will be on board with whatever Bill decides. That's the way it will be. I'm oh, telling cool. you right now, it'll be adamant. As well they whatever should. The, whatever the Patriots did, it was the right thing to do. Yeah. Yeah, and then you're crucified if you happen to disagree with what Bill Belichick does. No, but I think I think well, they win. I think a lot of people are questioning Bill right now about why isn't he naming an offensive coordinator? Why is he doing that? Why isn't he naming a defensive coordinator? And I've heard just as many people saying that it makes sense. You keep these these job titles. You don't need them. They're not important. I know. I've heard many people. But people are criticizing. I've heard many people defend the people on the radio. That the hosts criticize. No, I, I. the people calling in. Oh, no, no, that's, no. That's the way to do it. You no. keep them all on their toes. Oh, my they God. Keep them hungry. I, you, no, there's a lot of criticism out there. Do you think it has to do more with that Bill gets all the credit if he succeeds, but mm-hmm. then he can blame people that don't have coordinators assigned, you know, yeah, if it a, messes it's, up. It's a master stroke. He's, it, he's done it well. Yeah. I, I wish he's I could done it well. I mean, people, Fred, Fred falls right into it. How many times has Fred told you? And he does it with the smallest coaching staff in the, in the <laughs> true. league. We have it's not coaches. true, but he says it every day. We have less coaches. It's true. It's true. But yet, when they right, go, well, when they go seven right, and nine, right. and, had enough. when they go seven and nine and don't make the playoffs, one of the reasons that they didn't make the playoffs isn't because he doesn't have enough help. No, it's Cam Newton. It do, not because he doesn't have enough help. <laughs> so you see the master stroke it's that Cam Belichick Newton. has. Has pulled off. It's know. a master class in deception. I don't know. People just think he's the greatest ever. I don't know why they do. Right, because people like you perpetuate the myths. <laughs> right. So you don't think he is? <laughs> but you agree he is. I agree best. he's a great coach. Yeah. I don't want to tell you that he's the greatest ever uh, or, or not, but I'm, I, I think he's a great coach. But I, unlike you, will criticize him. 
when he doesn't do it the way that I think he should. That's true. Right. You will just automatically say, well, I thought this beforehand, but Bill didn't do it, so he I must was wrong. Know, he must know something that no, I no, don't. No. I, yeah. I'll give Fred credit. Fred says, I was wrong. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Bill did it that way, so <laughs> right. he was right. No, I listen. I was very vocal when they traded Sony Michelle. I came right out at that time. <laughs> I, I didn't wait. He's hanging his hat on that one. Yeah. I didn't wait. There is one yeah. right there. I there's didn't wait. One right there, there's boy. Plenty of there's plenty of of uh, examples of me not being in line. But I think for the most part, play, play Andy no one does it Name better. Name three. No one does it. No one's perfect, but no one does it better. You know. Right. No one. No, yeah. But nobody's. Perfect. I don't know what that means. Like no one does it better. No one's perfect. Well, people like, did it better this year. Well, Andrew's thing people is, did it better last. You know, year. should we be questioning about whether he's doing things in the best interest of the team? No, we shouldn't be questioning that. Well, okay. You know, he does do things in the best interest of the team. You know, it's you, how, it's how you, you don't have to agree yeah. with every yep. one of them, but but I, I'm not. That's I'm a, not. That's, that's how we get in these problems. We yeah, don't question. I'm not going to question his motives. Like you can question his moves and whether you agree with that, but you know. You're you're now saying, well, he's mutinous. You question, you know, he's, you question his motives in Super Bowl Fifty Two um, with with uh, Butler. No, you don't. No, <laughs> unabashedly, no, <laughs> no. He wasn't in the right mindset. He was who crying. wasn't in the right mindset? <laughs> Butler. He was crying because, because he, he knew he wasn't going to play. He's crying. <laughs> oh my God, uh, that's Freddie. Come Freddy. on now. His mind wasn't right. This, this is, is why. This is where we need the cameras because he's got the smirk on his face. This is why you are the best <laughs> who's ever done this. <laughs> that line right there. He was crying. <laughs> he was crying because he didn't can't play. Can't have a guy go in there. Uh, and, you know. Can't have a guy in there all emotional. No, got to let Johnson Batamosi win it for you. Uh, let's go to Sean in Vancouver. What's up, Sean? Hey, Paul, I want to clarify Thursday my email. It's it's not that pretty much was saying what you you said today. It's it's not that I I want the Patriots not to sign J.C. Jackson. I'd love them to do that. It's just that I don't think they will. I, like you said, they have too many needs. I, I just don't. Oh yeah, I, I would rather know that. what you think they should do rather than what you think they will do. Like we can predict well, it, them. but like if you think they should, then you should be mad if they don't. Well, I, I rather they keep every player. Uh, there's, a, there's never a time I want them to cut a good player, but uh, I don't. You know, I, it's not my money. Right, it's not going to be about money. It just it's, it won't. But um, I think they they won't value the player the way you do. I think is what it'll yeah, come I mean, down. Yeah, to. that's the thing. I think if they thought he was as good as Gilmore was, they'd sign him. You know. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, they just because that's the thing. They will. Play, they will pay a player that they think is worth it, but it's it's tough for them to say they don't think as many players are worth it as other teams do for some reason for whatever reason. Oh, you know they're frugal right. with their money. It's not a, it, it's. I think they're frugal with their evaluation. They're tougher in their evaluation of players than maybe some other teams are. I don't think it's a matter of being frugal. And that works when you have the best who's ever played. Yeah. Right. But not I don't not think so it, much when you don't. Like, I don't think it's a matter of being cheap because that's what you're saying. I, I think it's. Oh, I'm not saying they're cheap. they're very tough with how they rate players, and and for them to admit like a guy is worth the money that that's hard. That's harder for them than I think than other teams. Yeah, but there are but there are teams that are willing to overspend to get a talented player. In right, and a lot of teams and and a lot of those players, I think this regime would say he ain't worth it. 
We, no, I know, but yeah, but, 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 what, it's not but, like, but the part that you miss is they're wrong a lot well, when a, they do that. But they're also yeah. right a lot. Yeah, well, but, th- know, there's nobody, not, nothing You can't just look at one right, side. But you you think that both. they're right all the time when they do that. Not all the time. Because no. they because they won for 20 Most years. Most of the time. While having the best player who's ever played, they won for 20 years, and that validated They were right people. about him, too, by the way. They, they, how, how so? They 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 elevated him right they away. They wouldn't pay him. Right, they elevated him right away. They wouldn't pay him. Yeah, they let him walk after twenty years. Right, they let him walk because <laughs> they didn't value him the okay. way other teams did. Yeah, and oh, other teams won they, Super Bowls with him. <laughs> they did all right with him. You know, oh, wow. Sean, Sean, Sean had enough. Not enough. Sean yeah. had enough of us. Yeah, they did all right with. That's Brady. okay, Sean. Uh, Jeff's in Texas. What's up, Jeff? Hey guys, how are you? Good. All, All right. right. Yeah, hey, thanks for taking my call. Uh, um, I got a couple points uh, I'd like to put in, but before I do, as far as J.C. Jackson, um, I am definitely saying um, let him go or trade him away, and you got to take that money and spread that money around. Um, maybe you know some to sign some of the veterans or bring in some new free agent veterans. That's, yeah. that's my take on that. Okay, but, I like um, it. As far as the yeah, as far as the draft. Um, my precursor is what if uh, what if the Patriots sign Juju Smith-Schuster? Uh, could they sign him before the draft, possibly? Yes. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Free anytime after free March, agency. free agency starts March 16th. Yeah. Right. Anytime after March 16th, okay. they can. Yeah. Okay. So 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 this is my scenario then. So let's say that let's say that does happen. Um, I just want to say when we get to our pick at 21, if if um, we don't have somebody that the Patriots have been eyeballing, say either. Offense, defense, or cornerback. If somebody calls Belichick and says, "Hey, we'll give you a fourth and a seventh, or something next year, or whatever," I think Belichick wants to load up on picks, and I'd be okay with that. And then, as far as another wide receiver, wait, 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 what, what are you, what are you, wait, you wait, getting wait. for the fourth and the seventh? What are, yeah, what are we giving away for the fourth and seventh? We're giving up. I'm just saying, like our 21st pick. Oh no, I would never for a fourth, fourth, fourth and, and a seventh. No, you, you oh my god. That. No, I'm just saying. What would you? No, what would you guys think it would be worth? Our, our first round pick, pick. it'd be pick. worth their first yeah. round pick, and, and, well, and, and it maybe depends a, if it's higher or lower. Like you could get like a two and a three or something like that. Yeah, yeah. or okay, a first round pick yeah, next I'm year, or a first round pick next year, or a player. Yeah, and a pick. Yeah, so I'm good with that, unless there's like a guy they absolutely wanted. But somebody calls in with with offers that I mean. So you're open I, to trading like down, that. which is fine. Yeah, I think trading down makes some sense in this scenario this in this year. I I would, you know, Thanks, caution Jeff. against that to see what how the board unfolds and, yeah. and see like like Jeff said, like if there's a guy the Patriots really like at a position that they really need. Um, a lot of uh, groundswell all of a sudden for Juju Smith Schuster. By yeah. the way, I'm not in love with him. Okay, me neither. Like even if you got him. I would still draft a receiver in the well, first round if say, one like, you liked, you know? So you're leaning towards you want a first-round receiver? No way. No, if there's one you like, yeah, no, no, I would you, take one. You, you, I want to take I'm the best player about, available. See, this is uh, – this. I mean, just, I, we don't have to keep going down this road because I know he's going to have that smirk, and, yeah. he's gonna, and eventually no. he's going to make me pop. Yep. I want I want to. What he's the, telling you is whatever they take, he's going right to be on pick. board with. Yeah. I want to yeah. take the best player available. Right, so that's a great nebulous, like, Phrase to use that you can never be proven wrong. Well, it's there, great. There, there is that's a w- great. It's a great way to go they, through life. You, we all agree <laughs> that there's so many things that they need. Right. right? So pick one. You can only like, pick one. You're in charge of the draft, Fred Kirsch. Who do but, you pick? But uh, th- you don't go into the draft saying we're going to take a cornerback. 
in the first round. No, he, that's, that's stupid. That's but what, what do you asking. think is the most like the the, the what are you most targeting? pressing need? Well, yeah, what's number one on your your need uh, board? Speed on defense. A position. Give me a position. It's stupid to do that. It's a master class. It's not Why? stupid not to gonna, do that. We're not going to kill you like on draft night and said <laughs> Fred. Fred thought they should take a corner. The caller that, oh, that Fred thought they should the, take a in wide the first receiver. hour. The caller called in and asked me and Paul. We both agreed we we would take a cornerback if all you know all things if everything's even. Yes, yeah. we're taking a cornerback, which they never are. But, but if they no, are, play the game. Play the game. Okay, I'll take a cornerback. It's a hypothetical nonsense. If it's all even, if it's all even, but but you love to just say like basically. Well, Whatever. you know, if they really like him, yeah. Well, no poop. They really like him. They took him. They really liked Nikhil Harry. So they drafted a kicker. So in the they first drafted round. him. You're okay like, with they, that? Like they don't draft They'll never guys do that. in the first the round because they don't like him. The Patriots will never do that. How do you know? I know. You, never, you can never say never with Bill. They're Belichick. never going to draft a kicker. You could never first say round. never with oh, Bill Belichick. There's another groundswell that's going on. What's you know, that? People have Jake Bailey out of town. Have you seen this? No. There's like a lefty punter. You know, one of these. Stop it. I'm, no, I'm, not you. Stop I'm it. dead I'm, serious. I'm not so, no, Why, I'm you talking about. You well, Bailey didn't have a great year. He didn't, but you don't think that's a possibility? No, I don't. Oh, I do. I think he. I think he was injured for most of the year and had a down year coming off a pr- an All Pro caliber. And this is so this you, is in what, the fifth round. You couldn't see them drafting. So a this punter? is. No, I think is, he's a good player. Is this his fourth year coming up? This would be his. Uh, I think it's his fourth. I think year, it's his right? fourth year. Yeah, I, I absolutely. I, I don't. I don't rule it out. I don't think it'll happen. I think it'd be dumb because I don't think punters cost anything. But it, yeah, I absolutely would not rule it out. I gotta look up the guys. I think he's a good, a good, a good player, and I don't think they. I, I think they can cut him a little slack from last year. I, I think, think it's a kid from San Diego State. There is it Matt Areza? Ariza? Is it Iza or Ariza? Iza Ariza. I think that's the uh, the guy I'm thinking of. But uh, yeah, a lot of people have like him mocked to the Patriots in in like the sixth round. Yeah. Which I can't stand. But like, mocks let me anyway, ask you guys. So first round comes twenty first pick. I know, and you know, the Patriots end up taking a linebacker instead of a cornerback. You're going to be upset? Nope. No. All right. So that's all I'm saying. Yeah, but no. But what you're saying is you think it'll be the right move no matter what. Like, if there's a cornerback that I like more than the linebacker that they take, I'll be mad. No. If the guy's a bust, he's a bust. You know. No. What I'm saying is. If I like uh, Derek Stingley or Trent McDuffie and he's available and they take some linebacker that I don't like as much, right. I'll be mad. Well, listen. when You'll just say, well, fills yeah, a need. And right. They oh, like that. Obviously, wait, whoa, like whoa, 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 whoa. How many times in our draft show do we have our guy that we think, oh, drafts, you know, pick's coming up. Who do you want? And I get upset because they didn't pick my guy. I, I, I could think ha- of Justin Jefferson. It happens as many times as you. Uh, we all have our right. guys that we you really, like. You really like Justin Jefferson, and I think he went off the board right around when they picked. And yeah, that's when they right. We all have down. our guys that we like, and we, and we get disappointed when they don't You get disappointed, them. and then the next day after you sleep it off, you come back and say, you know, the more I think about it, this was a great pick. Well, you, you look at it as a whole, and, and you do a little bit more research. He nailed that right down <laughs> and to you the And you get educated. <laughs> you get educated. It's a great pick. You know? You know? Rarely do you, I say it was great. You get educated. Educate yourself. I, I, I rarely say that. Be do better. better at the yeah. draft. I rarely say that picks were great. No, that's, no, that is true. You, you don't. No, yeah. but I'll give you that. But yeah. you, you get You're on board. one of those guys You that, get on that, board with yeah. their picks more quickly than, than some of us. Yeah, I mean, I, I get pumped up. Sure. The <laughs> other thing I like about the seven-round mock drafts. Yeah. Somehow these guys that do that find a way to pick seven guys that you know. Oh yes. yeah, right. Yeah, and all like, your picks. All you your know, picks. I know like fifty guys in the draft. Yeah, 
and somehow I got a guy that I really I'm intimately like I know, I know really well. I scouted this guy and I got him at two thirty three. Yeah. I didn't think he'd be there either. Oh, you know? should have gone in the second round. He's available in the seventh. Sure, I'll right. take him. All right. Uh, let's go to Travis in Chapel Hill. What's up, Travis? Hey guys. Hey. Uh, I just got two questions. Uh, my first, I started listening to you guys right after the Detroit game on Sunday night a couple years ago. Oh, that was and not that a good week, game. You guys were talking about how the Patriots needed to get speed on defense. I know that we've drafted players, but we haven't seen the speed yet on defense. Do I would you agree think that Belichick just views. The defensive bats like Duggar, Williams, Chung playing linebackers at speed more than the speed that we want, like the Devin White, the Bush. Yeah, I think it's a great question, Travis, and it's one that we've been talking about for a while, um, as you just alluded to. But I do think that he values size uh, in the middle over speed. I do think that's a philosophical trait that Belichick is – He's more interested in a 245, 250-pound linebacker who might not be quite as fast as a 225, 230-pound linebacker. Yeah. Do you also think that the style or Bill's philosophy on defense, especially guys on the edge, hinders them flying around? Like they're so focused on you know, do Setting your job and, and yeah. th- take the instincts out of it. Yeah, and, you maybe. know, And it, it makes them look slower. Could maybe. be. You know? Maybe. Could be. Yeah. So I don't know. Like, you know, Hightower this year, like, I know he's slowed down. He, he's not – but, like, sometimes he just looks like he's, you know well, – bo- He know, wasn't the only one either. Yeah. There were a lot of players yeah. on defense that we saw looking like statues at yeah, times. Yeah, just kind of like – Not knowing where to go. Yeah. That's why I just want to see a, sort of a changing of the guard. I know I, you and I had a long discussion about this during the season. I want to see Uche. I want to see McGrone next year if he's healthy. Uh, I want to see Ronnie Perkins. I want to see some some fresh blood. And if they can't play, let's move on and get rid of those guys too. I'm not married to them. Yeah. But I I, I, I think that they've sort of capped out the Hightower, Collins, Van Noy iteration of the linebacker core. Yeah. All right, Travis, thanks for calling in. Neil writes in um, from New Brunswick. It's an word. word. It's a good word. Uh, does Fred have stock in Speed Queen? Oh, my goodness. I know, um, huh? It was yeah. embarrassing. Uh, yeah. His offseason checklist, Tag Jackson. Hire an actual coordinator, <laughs> re-sign Hoyer, let Hightower go, and draft a wide receiver in the first round. Go Ukraine, he says. So, oh, amen to that. Um, yeah. So he wants to get a That's wide a, receiver I mean, in the first round. His, his whole uh, his list is his whole mo there isn't bad. Yeah. Listen, I'm, I'm if if they draft a wide receiver or a cornerback or a linebacker in the first round, I'll be thrilled. Yeah, you have a lot of. Of positions to choose from in terms of yeah. can I get it on record? Uh, I, I doubt this. Is I doubt happen, it. But what would you not be thrilled with if they drafted in the first round? A punter. What else? <laughs> a a place kicker. Besides, besides <laughs> a long snapper. Uh, besides specialist and quarterback, what would you not be okay. thrilled? Okay, no, that's a good question. Um, guard. Okay. Yeah. Offensive line. Yeah. But like, a tackle, you no, but, you'd be but, okay but, with? But if, oh boy, like I go. know I know this is people are gonna like. <gasps> I can't believe you said that. If they drafted a center. I wouldn't be upset about that. That's, that's a good amazing. center. Why well, you don't like da- you don't like David Andrews? No, I, I think I that's like Andrews. He's me. good, but if they if there's like this really blue chip center, get him. Why? Because you think that uh, you think that's a vulnerability? No, well, I think it can get better. We all talk about run blocking. Where did they draft David Andrews? They didn't. Yeah, he was an undrafted guy. And so why would you take him in the first round? Because he's a blue chipper. 
You know, this is a guy. I'm talking about blue chip guy. guy. And, and how much better is a blue chip center than David Andrews? You don't know because you haven't had one. Really? Yeah. They had Damian Woody in the first He's round. Not blue chip. How how good? Uh, he was a first rounder. How good? How good a run blocking uh, is the Detroit Lions offensive line? Do you think? I don't know. Okay, because they drafted Frank Ragnow in the first round a couple of years ago when Matt Patricia was there. Okay. Did it make a difference to the Lions? I don't know. You don't know. I would be. I would say no. Uh, apoplectic if they drafted an interior offensive lineman. Yeah, in the first I wouldn't round. do a guard, but if like like a guy that is a, a like that's what he is. Like if it was a tackle, yeah. and then he ended up eventually like moving in, like Isaiah Wynn, you've always wanted to do. Yeah. Like I, I don't think I would be pissed off about that. Yeah. But if they drafted just a guy who, like, just he, played center, he's a center. But what in but, the first round? But if the, if the I mean at twenty one, I know thirty two. But, but if the scouting report is, and I I know scouting reports aren't always that. But if the scouting report is, this guy's a surefire blue chip Hall of Fame candidate. You wouldn't take him. Nope. I think they got bigger needs, bigger yeah. fish to fry. No, nope, because I think the difference between that guy and David Andrews is negligible. Okay. Yeah. So David Andrews is a potential Hall of Famer. No, I just think oh. he's a good player. Yeah. I th- I think the difference I do between, too, by the way. between a Hall of Fame caliber player at a position like that. Yep. Well, it's not the difference between like a an also ran wide receiver in a, in a Hall of Fame no, wide I know. receiver. But, uh, There's yeah. an enormous <laughs> gulf there. For an interior lineman, you have to be really good to get in the I Hall of Fame. I don't think you're a center away from winning or being competitive. Yeah, well, you're not you're nothing away Said from no team anywhere ever. Exactly. But but that's, you, know you really can say mean? that for the same position for any position. You're not anything away one position. Uh, yeah, I think you can say that. No, you can't. We're not a cornerback away from winning the Super Bowl. No, we're not a wide receiver away from winning there the Super Bowl. There are teams that are though. I'm you talk about us. We're we're nothing one position no, away. No, we're not. That's why I wouldn't waste it on a center. Yeah. I don't think if if the guy's a great player, it's not wasted. It's not wasted. Like they have they're, they're nine players away from Super Bowl contention, and they draft a center in the first round, and they become nine players away from Super <laughs> Well, yeah, I think uh, cornerback, wide receiver, uh, linebacker, tackle, tackle linebacker. any of those I could see being in the first edge, round. Edge defensive player. Edge defensive player. Like, there's uh, a lot a of – Defensive tackle, even. Like any of those. Defensive right. linemen of any sort. Right. The, there's a lot of needs. I would not put center on my list of any of those needs. Well – Paul asked, is there any position that, that you would be you pissed said guard. about? That I'd be pissed. You I said, said guard. guard. That's right? the only one he had. Yeah. So it's just basically telling you that whatever they take, I'm, he's going to be happy. Yeah. I, I'm, go- I'm okay taking good players. See, I won't be happy if they take oh, a defensive okay. tackle. You're the one. I'm, I'm okay taking right. really, you know, good players. See, and that's what, in, right. in Fred's defense, that's his master class right there. Yeah. He'll fall back on. They think he's great. I'm so go- it's obviously I'm a good I'm going to suppress my disappointment with the position by saying he's a really good player. Well, when, sight unseen. When, when, <laughs> yeah. they, when they drafted Devin McCourty, I, I was like, what? Like, I wasn't on board with that. But I was, you know, as a cornerback, I was right. But as a player for this team for a long time, he was absolutely worth the pick. No doubt about it. You know, but he wasn't a cornerback. Well, and that's what they drafted in, him as. In fairness, he made the Pro Bowl as a rookie, as a cornerback. He no, did. He, but had, he wasn't a cornerback. No, no yeah. I know that. But, but he was. I mean, I, I people thought after his first year he was a cornerback. Well, I think that's one of the picks that they made that was the most in line with conventional wisdom. I, I think everybody in their brother had him going between like twenty-five and thirty-five. Yeah. And that's right where we took him late in the first round, right? Yeah. I forget yep. the number. I we think took it was 32. It was, it was, yeah. Was I think, it 32? I think, I yeah, think it was. That, was that one of the years coming off a of Super Bowl? It was either no. that 30, or 31. 31 or 30, yeah, yeah, somewhere around there. Yeah. 30, 31. So I, I think that was one of those picks that because he went to Rutgers, people were questioning. And then Bill, 
Bill made doubled mis- down. He got Deron Harmon. No, Bill made the mistake of saying he's a four-down player, and people were like, they drafted a gunner in the first round. Like, no, that's not what he said. Yeah. That's not what Bill said. Here's where I'll defend Bill. That's not what he said <laughs> that day. But, yeah, that was a, that was a really good pick. Uh, what, Anytime you draft a guy 20s? in the first round and he's part of your franchise for a decade plus, that's a good uh, pick. I beg your pardon. He was 27th. 27th? Yeah. Okay. That was an off year. Yeah. Yeah. Twenty. That was 2010, so coming off that loss to Baltimore in well, the Off the 2009 season. Yeah. You're right. That was one yeah. of the worst years in the dynasty. Yep. Yep. Um, Jack in Ann Arbor writes in, Jackson is worth paying, but he is not worth paying what the market will give him. Uh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> He's worth paying. Yeah. Fred, did you just write that email? Thank Jackson for all the great memories. He's worth minimum wage. And wish him That's well with his next team, except when they play the Patriots. He's worth paying, just not what he's worth. Yeah. That's what he just said. Right. He's not worth paying what the market. Right. What the well, market will pay him is worth, what he's worth. Worth paying means yeah. what the market well, will pay him. He doesn't think the market's right for him. So, so then so he's not worth paying is what, what he, he says. He says, wish him well. Right. That's what he said. Oh, no, no, no. I'm not making fun of that. I'm just saying, like, you don't think he's worth paying. Exactly. Yeah. Like, I mean, it'd be great if I could get, you know, J.C. Jackson for $5 million. Yeah, I think in his— Five years, $5 million. I, Sounds I think, good. I, think yeah. I, I don't want to wor- speak for Jack in Ann Arbor, but he'd probably say he's worth paying, like, $15 million. You know? I mean, that's— I don't think so, based uh, on the way he sounded yeah. in that email. Yeah. Um, if you think he's worth 15 but— you wh- have, What's you a couple do, of million more? 18? Yeah. Uh, Zach writes in from Brighton. I wrote in last week regarding JC to the Eagles for a first round trade. Fred, I agree that at first for JC is asking a lot, but would you include a pick to get that trade done? So we give them JC and a pick for their first round. What pick? I mean, yeah, because yeah. they have three picks yeah. in the first round, the Eagles. JC and what pick? I don't know. They- Third round? No, would, didn't he would say you do it if you're you might the be able to get you might be able to get uh, would I do it if I were the Eagles? No. Yeah. But uh, I, I would I, I would just draft a cornerback in the first round. Like I don't think that taking a cornerback, giving up a first round pick, and paying them a hundred million dollars is worth it for another team. I think it's going to be very in- right? interesting to see where Jackson lands. You know, like who ends up paying him? Like what they like end up Philly paying, has three know? first round picks. Why would you trade one so you can get a cornerback that you then have to pay all this money? Wouldn't it just make more sense to – Well, it, I guess you could make the argument with one of those first-round picks, I'm going to get somebody I'm absolutely sure of. You know, I'm going to get a cornerback who's going to start on day one and I'm going to be sure that he's going to be really good. I mean, there's something to be said there. You no, know, but, it, but it's not just the difference I know, and you have to pay him. Yes. I get it. I get it, but it's far more damaging. But it's what do you mean damaging? Like I have to not only give up a first round pick, I have it, to give up first round pick and money. And it costs you more, absolutely. If but if I give up a first round pick and I and, and he just plays, but if you think he's a sure thing, it's not going to kill me unless he's a bust. Yeah, but if you think he's a sure thing, then okay, cornerback solved. You know, I don't know. If if you think he's worth the money, then you do it. Somebody's going to pay him. Yeah, you know? but no, someone will pay him. I don't think someone's going to pay him and give a first-round pick. Yeah. That's the part of the equation that I don't agree with. I think if he goes to the open market, someone will absolutely pay him. Yeah. I, don't, I don't really have much doubt about that. Someone yeah. will pay him. But asking someone to give a first-round pick and pay him, now I have doubts about that. I don't think he's that kind of player. 
Uh, Vishon from New York. Uh, hey, guys, how would you rank our offseason needs? We've kind of talked about that. I would say tackle is the number one priority. when I said that earlier? No, I did not. As sorry. I think Brown and Wynn are on their way out. I think we let J.C. walk as well in that we draft a corner in the second round and linebacker in the third. How would you guys feel if the Patriots went in that direction? I would rather the cornerback in the first round because cornerbacks in the second round aren't a sure thing. Wouldn't you say that that's when you get yeah. Cyrus the majority Jones of fans that we're hearing Dawson. from are like, let him go, J.C.? I would say it's about 50-50. Yeah, yeah. it's pretty, pretty split. Yeah. I think some people want to just – they don't want to lose the commodity. And, sure. You know, and they, they think that makes the defense that much worse. Yep. Uh, something that this is Christian writing in. Which one? Uh, none of the above. Um, something that <laughs> hasn't really had a lot of traction or been talked about a lot is linebackers. In your opinion, which is more important, linebackers or the secondary? If I had it my way, I'd work with JC to try and get something done, even though it might be a waste of time. But if you cut him, as the famous words of Megan would do, get uh, but if you cut him, as the famous words of Megan would do, I don't know what that means. Get an affordable, decent replacement for JC and try and get a good slash quick sized linebacker that can stop the run and cover is, if asked to do so. I think it's tougher to find the cornerback. I, I think a lot of the. I'd rather have the corner. I think a lot of our listeners take your train of thought for it like well just get a replacement for jc jackson that's that's decent and f- affordable okay oh why didn't i think of that like the the, the risk of letting jc no, jackson i go, said i said franchise him. no no no. i'm saying in general like whatever the patriots do is right oh. like if if it was that easy then you would let everybody go because you can automatically, you can automatically replace, replace everybody them. right yeah. Like, why would you ever pay $18 million for what you can get for yeah. $6 million? Yeah. Like, you can sign some, like, was it, uh, is it Janarius Sneed from Kansas City that everybody wants? Sneed, the cornerback from the Chiefs. I don't know if he's as good as J.C. Jackson. I don't know if he is comparable and a better player for the value if you end up signing him to a more affordable contract. But we could just say, like, well, you just get a decent cornerback. Well, that doesn't make you good. Right. With J.C. Jackson, your secondary wasn't good enough down the stretch. Right. It was great during the year when you were playing bad teams, but when you when the rubber hit the road at the end of the year, you couldn't stop anybody. And now you're losing the best player off of that to replace with somebody, quote, decent. See, I'd, I'd, I'd franchise him and draft a cornerback in the first round. That's what I – Post today on, in the notes. It, it, that would be the option. If I'm, you're going to franchise him, you still got to draft one. Yeah. Uh, Bill in Vista, California. Any thoughts on the rumors of trading a second round pick for Calvin Ridley? Is that a rumor? Has that been talked? A lot yeah. of people are talking about Calvin A lot Calvin of people Ridley. have been talking about her for a couple of months. Um, I, I don't. I, I would do it. I, I don't know for sure that that's what would get it done uh, if you're the Falcons. Wow, we're up against it already. I know. Quick show I, today. I, couldn't, I can't believe Quick it. Quick show. Wow. But, yeah, I would absolutely be in favor of trading a second-round pick for and Calvin Ridley. Assuming that Calvin Ridley is – Assuming that he's you know, mentally yeah. ready to play. Uh, Sean in Maine, I think J.C. Jackson is a better version of Logan Ryan. I would like to keep him at top ten money but not top five. If Belichick wants to pay him, okay. If not, it will hurt, but I will trust Belichick. Sean in Maine. 
Fred and Fred and Foxborough. I actually no, but I give him credit. He's telling yeah. you I trust I trust Belichick. You oh. like put your cards on the table before you. I, I say that with the same thing with you. I said you're a master class. I say I trust B, and you, and you no, you but make what, fun of me. But I trust B. <laughs> my my point is, don't tell me after the fact. I tr- I'm telling you right now, I trust him. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm sorry, Paul. You said that you think that they should tag him. I do. And if they don't, I'd be like, that's a mistake. Okay. Okay. But, but you can see so you can do that and right. still trust Bill. Yeah. Abs- that's what I'm trying to tell so you when for they 20 d- years. So when they don't tag him, no. you're, you're going to be upset or not? I'm not going to, like, you know, resign. No, but I think but that I think they, they should do that. It's not like they that. drafted Richard Exactly. <laughs> I think they should do that. Uh, like $17.3 That's probably going to be a bargain for one year more of a based mis- on what people are saying. More a mistake that they let him go or Sony Michelle? <laughs> oh, him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Come on. <laughs> now you're just showing your ignorance. <laughs> I'm asking you. I'm asking you. You're the one that's been up in arms for the better part of a year. I know. Up in arms? Yes. Okay. Yeah. I like Sony. I like Sony when he was here, and I like him now. You know, I stick with it. I don't change my tune after yes, the fact. Yes, you do. Like some usually, yes, you do. Usually, when they're not I Patriots didn't like anymore, Sony you don't he was like here, him. and I don't think he did anything for the Rams. I've not changed my tune. He helped the Rams. He did. No, he didn't. He, he did. Ask ask the Rams. Yeah, we'll see what the Rams think. They'll have an opportunity to retain him. We'll see what they do. <laughs> Well, dude's gonna get his second Super Bowl ring, though. Yep, sure is. Good for him. Yeah, it's delicious. <laughs> <laughs> you ever hear that commercial? The commercial when he's got the jazz hands. It's delicious. <laughs> oh God, <laughs> you don't remember that? It used to air on our program all the time. No, and I'm pretty sure that we're gonna get in trouble if we keep going. <laughs> all right, that's gonna be it for this edition of Patriots Unfiltered. Uh, we'll be back on Thursday. Deuce is out at the combine along with others, so. Go on to Patriots.com, social media for the Patriots, and check out the news coming from Indianapolis. We'll see you Thursday. Thank you for downloading this podcast. Subscribe on Apple, Google Play, and everywhere else you listen. Like the show? Please rate and review us. Listener comments and ratings help keep us high in the podcast rankings so new listeners can find us. Be sure to check Patriots.com for more news and more podcasts.